And welcome to episode 392 of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. And I am your host, Sean. What's up, Ed? What's up, Sean? How's it going? Um, It's going all right. Just for those of you who played the home game, Ed and I are still at home. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it is now the end of... It is January 30th. 31st. And... It is the 31st today? Yeah, today's the last oh, yeah, day of the it is. Last, last day of the month. Last day of January, and it decided to finally fucking snow. <laughs> <laughs> and boy, it's like, oh, yeah, oh, I didn't snow most of the year. Hold my beer. Because <laughs> it's a coming and down. Hey, look at me. I'm an Italian. Hey, look at me. I'm a snowflake. I'm a special little snowflake, one at a time. Um, yeah. So it's, it's snowing, and... Uh, no one knows if they're going to go to their job the next day or not, because that's kind of a that's how when we do things here in Philly, we do it over the top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we're it's going to be forty eight hours pretty much uh, of snow almost. Uh, uh, you know, it's it started this afternoon and it's going to go like till Tuesday afternoon, right? Pretty much on Tuesday morning. Right. Like I hope you all are snug in a bug in a rug. I mean, if if you didn't quarantine at all last year. Guess what? You are now. <laughs> you're, you're forced quarantine. Um, yeah, I mean, it's... I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm sure like, people across the whole continental United States is like, hey, we had some snow, too, because it went, like, straight across. It snowed in California. Yeah. Like, that's a kind of a rarity, you know, at least from my understanding, unless you're in the mountains. Like, I don't even know where. <laughs> how, not good with how geography. Much, how, much, how much I do not know about their geography. <laughs> anyway, so uh yeah, so welcome to the welcome to the frozen dome. <laughs> welcome <laughs> to the snow dome. <laughs> you know, so uh anyway, what have you been up to? Um I've I've you know, I do what I normally do, I think during the course of the week I've kind of gone back into my normal rhythm a little bit. I started collecting some movies again, and I've been watching some stuff on television. You know, like I like like everybody else has been doing. I think. Uh, at least I took tell- notes this week. Oh, good, good for. Go ahead. <laughs> um, so, what did you do this week? Well, I I, I did pick up a few movies. I I, I actually because I am in the Disney Movie Club, um, and I'm a VIP, by the way. <laughs> Which it's not really hard to not do. Only, not only am I in the club, but I'm a VIP, very important person. <laughs> All you have to do is really buy two regular price movies, and you become a, a VIP. You know, it's that easy. Um, sorry, yeah. did VIP? Yeah, you know me. Who's that with VIP? Every Disney. <laughs> sorry. So, so one of the things I was, I was trying to, I, you know, I, I pick, I pick occasionally because what they do is you buy one at regular price, you get one off half off or 60% off. So some, you know, some deals are pretty good and some are, you know, not too good, you know, cause I was, I was looking for a movie cause it popped up on the Disney site. It was called surrogates with uh, uh, Bruce Willis. And I always wanted to see that you've brought it over I, for like weeks and weeks and weeks. <laughs> with like, it, like, it was like a, Hey, Ed, I brought surrogates in case you want to watch it. Cause I liked it. You might like it too. Okay. Well, here's something else a little bit more interesting. All right, well, I'll bring it next week. And that went on for about three months, I think. Yes. <laughs> there was always something else more interesting. Because it, was, it was a bad <laughs> Even if it was a bad movie. Yeah, because it was – well, that's the thing. Like, like you always you always go, oh, you know. And so so I looked it up. I was like, oh, it's like 30 bucks online. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. I could buy it on Amazon for $10, which I did. I bought – I did. So I picked up surrogates for $10. But I, could, I, I could take you a photo of the 
barcode. You could just try to scan it. I tried to scan it after I bought it. No, it doesn't work. That's the, that's one of the movies uh, that doesn't work. Um, but I did pick up a couple movies from Disney themselves. One movie that I've seen bootlegged over and over again, and actually Tizzy's selling it. So I, I thought that was interesting. Um, it was Return to Oz. It's that really it, yes. It's, well, I think it's on Disney Plus. I, I think so too. But you know, I mean, I like to have the physical copies still of, of things, and and that that was one of the things I kind of wanted. It was always on my radar, and I always thought like one day I'm just going to go to a con and pick it up because I'll never see it. Like it was like to me, it was like one of those rarities that one of those movies that you never you've heard about. It's like that that you know. Uh, legend kind of not a legend movie but it's like it's like a movie it's like it's terrible you know it's terrible but you want it in your collection anyway because it proves that like disney can still make a bad movie once in a while this, I, this. I, I think i think a few episodes back we actually talked about it because it's what it there was this meme going around like you know how do you know your childhood is dramatic you know who this is and that spawned stacy to remember that movie um that we watched, we found free, but it all spurned from the fact that Return to Oz was actually on Disney Plus because that, they use that, like you know, they have this really creepy looking scarecrow, and mm-hmm. and it's 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 not it does not look like a good movie at all. It looks very just bad, yeah, um, visually. And I know it's like, oh well, it's supposed to be a sequel to Wizard of Oz, but yet she's half the age of the Dorothy that, the yeah. <laughs> Stacy's jumping and forgetting that she's not <laughs> she's not mic'd up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean it's like she's like ten, and I believe um, what's her face was like nineteen, I think at the 16. time. Sixteen. So yeah, how much? How sixteen. Old? She was sixteen at the time. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. So still the Faruza Balak or Balk or whatever right. her name is yep. in. And the second one is like half that age. Yes. You're like, okay, well, if it's a, did we go back in time for this sequel or what? I, I'm, I'm always curious about watching it because it is, I heard, potentially a bad movie. Yeah. So. Well, it's I'm a scary always, movie. I mean, I don't know if it's a bad movie, but a lot of people, because it's so scary, they can't really objectively well, it's, say because it. Because they were children. Right. As an adult, you'll probably kind of like shake your head and chuckle through most yeah. of it. Hopefully. I mean, if I'm scared by some. If I get scared by watching that movie through the prism of a Disney Plus app, I'm I, I there's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Just say it. I mean, if I was like seven or five and I was watching this movie and those creepy little figures start popping up, sure I get it. But I'm a middle aged man, Ed. I don't think uh, the sight of a of a animatronic scarecrow is going to freak me out. I don't, I don't think. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't think. Depends how <laughs> how well the special effects are done. I don't know. Um, right. I mean, I've been to Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I survived Chuck E. Cheese. I can survive this. Um, but then I also picked up uh, a movie uh, because it, it's it's like a lot of shorts. It's kind of like a Fantasia-ish movie in the Disney collection. It's called Make My Music. This is like the eighth movie that Disney made. So this is probably like in the forties that this was made. And it, it's like you've seen the shorts, like like uh, uh, the the um, the melodies. Yes, Casey at the Bat, Mar- uh, uh, right. uh, uh, Peter and the Wolf. There's these are like the classics uh, uh, of movies, and they're kind of like the, the I think the precursor for Fantasia of it. But it's a it's a it's a I like some of the shorts, so I figured oh, I'll pick that up, and I got that at a good price. So I was like, okay. Um, okay. And then the other thing is I picked up – I actually was at, at Best Buy – not Best Buy. I was at uh, Walmart one night, and I saw this movie, and I kind of always wanted to see it. I th- 
I wouldn't. I want to say this is a part of the. Uh, 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 oh God, I can't think of the, the author's name now. Uh, Dick uh, Philip K. Dick. Uh, okay, Dick. Okay. Yeah, there's a movie called Next with Nicolas Cage. I think it's, uh, yes. I think it's based on his writing. So I was like, oh, you know what? For it was like five bucks. I was like, oh, I'll pick it up, you know. And I have my collection. One day I'll watch it, you know, because I always, I always like the Philip K. Dick stuff. So that's that's in there. And then the yeah, last one, sick. this is the one I actually saw, and 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 it was it was in last week's, um, uh, uh DVD, uh, you know, mo- uh, releases of the week. Uh, uh-huh. Batman: Soul of the Dragon. Mm. I was looking forward to this movie. For months, oh, every time you set up something like that, I'm always like, "Oh, it's going to be a dismal failure." I uh, this is this is this is the movie that you saw, like you saw a trailer from it. I'm like, Batman the '70s, I'm in. Like, like you got sure, right? It's got a pretty good cast, voice actors. Um, um, what do you call it? Got one now. I can't think of any of them. I think uh, Kelly Hughes in it. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy who played Spawn, or also um, Black Dynamite. I always forget his name. Uh, he was in the Dark Knight uh, Returns. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to see if I can so, find the names on this. Usually, they don't have it like a regular movie. Yeah, they don't have the Batman the... Soul of the Dragon. I got it. I okay. got. I got the whole list right okay. here. Um, Kelly Hughes, Lady Shiva, Michael Jai White. He's My... Ben Turner. Yep. James James Hong is O Sensei. Everyone might know him famously of our our of our age range. Um, in Big Trouble for Little China. Yep. Um, let's see. I'm looking. Jamie Chung. She was in, uh, I think, Sin City. A few things. There's a, the voice cast is very, very eclectic and wide. Uh, Gray Griffin, who's always a staple in voiceover work. Mark Dukakis. Uh, I yep. believe is his name. Yep. But he plays he plays Richard Dragon. You know him from Iron Chef. Which you, we always chuckle about that because I know him from the Crow TV show, very short-lived, late-at-night Crow TV show. Then he's appeared in some other. He's in this Woo Assassin, Woo Assassin on Netflix. Um, he's like a ghost of a monk that incorporates and inhabits a body of a of a of a chef. Funny enough, <laughs> um, but <laughs> but I was like, I know that face, and he usually he used to have like. Well, now he, he kind of goes with the um, shaved head look, but I always remember him with this luxurious raven hair for when he was in the crow. Could have been a wig for all I know. Well, no, I he, no, he, he did. A, he didn't have luxurious hair because you have to go back to like I think I don't know if it's his first appearance or not, but the first I think major thing for for nerds of our, our generation was he was in Double Dragon with oh the guy God, from the, <laughs> from the guy from Party of Five. The two of them were in Double Dragon the movie. Right. So. right. Well, actually, you know what? I'm looking at his thing, and I realize I know him from something else that I can't believe that I never – I mean, yeah, I see Double Dragons and just chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brotherhood of the Wolf. Um, it was a foreign film. It, it was it, – I remember watching it. I was like, "Oh, it's got I think it's got werewolves in it." I think it's like a very it's like a horror movie, 18th century France. Uh, the cat, oh yeah, friend, and the Native American friend Manny are sent to Givodian Providence on the king's behest to investigate a killing of uh, of hundreds by a mysterious being, uh, by a mysterious beast. 
Mm-hmm. And I remember really, really loving that movie. Like I was like, it was really good. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, you're right. There it is, Crow uh, Stairway to Heaven. 22 episodes as Eric Draven. One whole season. All right. <laughs> All right. So did you watch it? Of course I did. That's that's the that is the reason. That is the only reason. Like I like I paid full price for this thing. That's the only reason why we're having a show this week. <laughs> I mean, when we when you go like it's like it's like I'll I'll criticize Batman a lot, and 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 that's one of the things. But it's like anytime you, you it's Batman, it I'm buying it. Like like you got my money already. Like you know, and then it's like like. 70s batman i'm like i'm like i'm like where are they gonna go with this because i'm i'm curious because it's like you know like you see some of the characters i'm like oh that's kind of representative of like a bruce lee character and you know the the right. the you know the black exploitation films with the black guy you know and they love kung fu back in the 70s that was a big thing because they loved bruce lee movies and all that kind of stuff there's a documentary based off of that so you know uh, uh so there's all this stuff so i'm thinking oh great this is kind of like you know like right up my you know childhood you know, as, as a really little child, but you know, it's still, it's still part of my right. child. So I'm excited, you know, especially, you know, like what's, what's Batman gonna, what's Batman going to do in the seventies? Right. <laughs> well, I, 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 I got a feeling probably not show up cause I think it's more of a Bruce Wayne story. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, I mean, I mean, there's, I'll be honest. There's very little Bruce Wayne oh. in this. I mean, there is, and there like you kind of you kind of feel like it's going to be a Bruce Wayne arch drive. I'm, I'm okay with that. I really am. You know, I'm I'm fine with that. But <laughs> well, but <laughs> if if you if you enjoy '70s kung fu movies, uh huh. This is this, this is like the best animated '70s kung fu movie. I've seen, okay. you know, kind of thing. So because of the action's good, and you know the 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 characters are you know interesting, and and you know, and it's, um, but if you're looking for a Batman movie, <laughs> keep looking. <laughs> I because Batman Batman is not the hero in this story at all, and you kind of oh. and you kind of go, wow, he's like a second tier character. I mean, like, then take the Batman name off. Just say Soul of the Dragon right. with Batman right. or something like that. Like, <laughs> you knew, now it's 10% more Batman. <laughs> with only 10% of Batman. Because it's like, you have, you look at the you look at the cover art and it's Batman real big and it's Soul of the Dragon. And you go, all right. You know, it's like I said, it's Batman in the 70s. Like, this is going to be awesome. And I'm like, it wasn't a bad movie. I'm, I'm not going to say it was, a, it was a terrible movie. Like, don't watch it. Don't bother. But it's not like if if you're a Batman fan, you're gonna be disappointed. You really are, right? You, like, right. He, if you're going in looking for a Batman story, you're not getting one in Batman: Heart of the Dragon. You're right. Getting a, a Batman's like a third tier character in this in this flick. He's, he's there's there's three other characters that you you're, you're working against, you know. And like I said, like the storyline and all make like it was like it was really good. Like I I, I mean, like I said, if they took Batman out of it, it's still been a good movie. They didn't need Batman in it. I'm like, like, I'm like, I'm like, it's just, I guess Warner Brothers and DC needed to have something. They're like a bat, you know. It's like, oh well, Batman does successful these animated. So let's do this one, you know. And it's like, you know, it was some kung fu movie that they pulled out of, you know, out of a thing that they wanted to do and they never did. You know, it's like, all right, right yeah, it's like, they're, <laughs> like they're sitting around going, I got this great Lady Shiva, you know, dragon story, and it's going to be awesome, and I just and paints up the whole thing, and someone, some old white guy in a suit probably went um 
yeah, but can we have just a little Batman in there? <laughs> we, we don't need him. It's a self-contained. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? We really want to have Batman in it because <laughs> Batman sells. <laughs> and we can't we can't sell anything unless it has the Bat logo on it, and which I disagree personally. But it just seems like someone in a in a, in a executive office went, yeah, you know what this movie needs? Batman. But 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 it, but it doesn't. No, no, it it needs Batman. Does it? Does it really? How? I mean, doesn't seem like it does. No, we see that character over there, Phil. Can we just pull him out and put Batman in? Yeah. I, I, I mean, sure. I, I, I guess that's. I think that's a good idea. I'm glad you came up with that idea. Put put Batman in it. Uh, 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 okay. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, sorry, Phil. You're out. Bruce Wayne's in. <laughs> <laughs> Phil's out. Bruce is in. And, yeah, right. it, and that's that's how that's how you feel like you know you go because i'm like i'm like all right you know it's kind of like showing an origin story of him you know like you know going back further because that's how it really kind of goes back and then the the 70s part is like when it's all happening at that moment um sure and you know like 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 some of the stuff it's, it's like a it's like a spy movie in a way and almost sure. it's like a that like, sounds kind of cool i mean say like i said like there are elements of it that i'm like you know what i was saying it wasn't terrible I'd watch it again. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if I'd promote it as a Batman movie, but I'd watch it again. It was like it was interesting. Like I was like, I'm like, oh, these these characters are interesting, and I'm like, and yeah, if they took Batman out, but it would still been a bigger movie. <laughs> like, actually, actually might have been better. I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, I mean, because you're you're kind of you're kind of taking Batman here, you know, on this on this movie a little bit. I'm thinking, well, he's not really the hero in this story, and you're going, oh, this is this is kind of you know like. You know, and I'm like, it's like, granted, you know, it's, it, but it was a good movie, but it was just like, you know, like if you're a Batman fan, you're going, yeah, I'm a little disappointed in Batman in this movie. I, <laughs> okay. I don't know how else to put it, you know, it's just, I, it just, it just left a kind of like a, a little bit of a bad taste in your mouth, and you're going, yeah, I'm see, I don't see how this was, this. you know, I was, I, 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 I'm thinking, did I hype this up too much in my head? And I'm thinking. No, I don't like. <laughs> right. I don't really give it that much of a thought. I was just like, "Oh, this is cool," you know. Batman in the seventies, like this is like a new idea, like a fresh kind of idea. Take him in a, put him in a time, and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, that'd be that'd be interesting, like to see what it's like in the seventies. Like, you know, we, are we gonna get like you know, like almost like a, a, a an Adam West style Batman? I know that he was late sixties, but you go and you know, like like with the with the technology and the gadgets and stuff, like you know that kind of right. thing. You know, like you know, once a bat pole and you know bat phone or right. everywhere but you know that idea like the technologies it's not a high-end computer that he's using in his bat cave and stuff like that and you go yeah we didn't get none of that yeah <laughs> it's like I'm like okay all right i mean the car was cool you know it wasn't the batmobile but if the car was cool <laughs> that he was driving you know and you know and you you kind of you kind of got the i felt like it was like they took uh the uh, batman of of uh um uh, oh God! Uh, which one was in Justice League? <laughs> Help me out here. Which actor was that? It was. Which wait wait who? In Justice League, who was the Batman in Justice League? It was. Kevin Conroy. No, no. In, in oh, Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. You know, it was kind of like that Affleck. Like I'm rich. Like what's your superpower? I'm rich. That's the kind gotcha. of idea that you got from from this Batman, you know, wasn't the, cause it's, cause it's, there were times they're like, yeah, they're not the greatest fighter. I'm like, really? Like I, I, I'd be in, I'm insulted that Batman's not the greatest fighter in this group. Like I'm, I'm really, I'm really, I'm really disappointed by this, you know, especially like some of the movies are going, I believe he is like, <laughs> like I'm like, I, I'm a little disappointed in this, you know, but 
like I said, it was it was a good seventies karate kung fu action flick. You know, like, okay, you know, just a little sprinkle of Batman in there to to give it a Batman flavor, I guess. You know, and the flavor <laughs> right. was weak. That's all I gotta say. Um, okay. Also, this week I, I'm gonna continue on. Um, one of the things that I've been one of the things I always do is I I belong to these all these groups in Facebook because I, I I cut the cord. I, I we've talked about in previous shows, but people don't know I got rid of cable uh, three years ago, three years ago now. It's been three years already. Yeah. Wow. And uh, I haven't I haven't looked back. I mean it's it's been great. Um, you know I I've been enjoying it. But the one thing I always do is I stay I stay close to the, some of these groups that I belong to. Because you learn information, you learn where like you get more free content or different things. And one of the things that kind of fell up my lap, the two things fell on this my lap this week. And I'm one I'm one I'm on the fence about, which I'll get to in a moment. But the other one was um, there's a there's a documentary channel on Roku, and I think on Firestick as well, because I know they're the two biggest uh, entities out there for cutting the cord if you use those devices versus uh, standard cable or uh, FiOS. Right. Um, <clears throat> Is it's called Documentary Plus, and I was like, I like documentaries, you know, and it's free, so I'm like, and all right, I'll download, I'll you know, I'll load it up on my thing and take a look. And I found, I found a documentary that like right away, I'm like, I gotta see this, <laughs> I gotta watch this okay. this documentary. It's called Ghost Heads. It's a look at the intense fandom that developed around the movie oh. cultural phenomenon of Ghostbusters. I saw that. I think it was on. Netflix one. I think I had it tagged. I never got around to that. There's like one of those and like a, a Back to the Future one I was interested in. So did you watch Ghost Heads? I sure did. <laughs> Why would I bring this up if I didn't watch it? <laughs> All right. So how was it? I enjoyed it. It's an hour and a half and it's worth every minute of it. I mean, some of the stories some of the stories are a little kind of tug at your heart a little bit. You know, just a few, but not not sure. like you're not like oh my god, I'm glad he's Ghostbuster. <laughs> you know, I'm not, right. you know, but it's like it's like oh, you know, like there was one family that had one kid has a cerebral palsy, and his goal was to tie his shoes. In the end, he does, and and but you know, he his father is a is a ghost head, and he got his kids involved and that kind of thing. And right. uh, there's a there's a guy in New Jersey because they, they they talk about because those who don't know. Um, if you go to cons, generally there is a Ghostbuster group probably at a con near you. So if you're, I, at, I think we talked to them. I'm sure we did. <laughs> I mean, with all the comic cons we went to, and and during the comic cons we went to for the show, I swear I think we walked up to one of those like Ghostbusting places and had a chit chat with them. You know, just so we have content for the show. Not like we had an interview for the show. We just talk to them, right? Just so we could talk about them on the show, show right? And we, I think we mentioned them like years ago <laughs> very, when we were at a con. Very beat girls, and those people were just weird. And I have to tell you, it's 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 let your freak flag fly because that's that's what this documentary is about. I mean, it's it's a, it's it's. It's good. It's 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 heart wrenching stories in a way, and and how Gus Ghostbusters pull them through. You know, it's it's, right. it's, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's your heartwarming story, but your group of misfits who have the same common 
like for something. So they build a fandom around it. Just yeah. like Star Wars people, Star Trek people, you know, nothing they hate about it. So it sounds like it's all fun and games. Yes. And as I said, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was worth watching. It really was. Like if you, if you like Ghostbusters at all, like just <laughs> casually watching it. I remember I was a kid. I used to love Ghostbusters when I was a kid. I thought it was like the greatest movie, one of the greatest movies I ever saw besides Star Wars. You know, and it was like, you know, I, I, I remember, you know, boasting about it for, for months and, you know, being right. annoying about it. And I still use some of those one-liners that Bill right. Murray has. Where do those stairs go? They go up. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> I've, seen you shit, I've seen shit that make you turn white. <laughs> I... It's cats and dogs living together, mass hysteria. That it's just they're staples of my my youth. And just whenever I need to refer to something, I could pull a good line from Ghostbusters and go, and it works. Right. You know, sure, she sleeps above her covers, four feet above her covers. <laughs> so it's it's it was it was it was it was enjoyable. Like I said, I I, I mean if if you if you like cut the cord like I have and you know you want good documentary there was a there was a quite a few number of documentaries in there I was kind of interested in and um I just can't remember them now off the top of my head but there was like a life animated one I think and um I'm trying to think uh the Aristocats documentary it's about that joke that everybody tells about the Aristocats and it's all about all the comedians and stuff um you know um there was some other. There was like some hard hitting ones. I just can't. I'm trying to remember what was in that uh, that app. But like I said, there was there was a lot of stuff. I think there was. Oh, there was one about um, uh, the guy from NXS, uh, uh, Michael Hutchinson. Um, okay. He, you know, right. About his life, and I, so you know. So like I said, I'll, I'll probably catch a couple here and there. To, you know, to watch and 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 talk about maybe in the future uh, about it. Um, um, yeah, I just uh, I'm trying to think. There was something I wanted to mention too, and I forgot what it was about the Ghostbusters one because I wanted this to, to. Oh, basically the time frame of it was up to the uh, when the trailer dropped for the new Ghostbusters with the with the with the women, the the female Ghostbusters. Okay, that's right. that's the yeah. time frame that Ghostbusters you, answer the call. That's that's because they flew all these groups up there and they made them official like ghost heads upon, you know, that I think it was universal oh. through, through their, you know, through their chapters or whatever. And they gave them certificates and they, cause they, you know, and they're, and you, you, it was funny. It was like a campus looking style place, like a college of some kind or, you know, place. And like, there, there are all these guys in the, in the suits wearing, wearing, the, wearing the flight suits with the with the elbow and knee pads and the boots and walk around with proton packs on their back. You know, I, I, I was like, like God, this that must be like the Ghostbuster dream. Like, you know, because there's ecto ones around. You know, because like I said, there's some like some because like some people show you like like some one guy creates those uh, uh, proton packs and other devices and stuff. They're like in working order. And they light up and you know they make okay. the noises and stuff. And then some people have made like got that. I don't know what what car that is. It's some kind of ambulance of some kind or or uh, uh, the echo one. Yeah, yeah, it's made from a, an old. Uh... An old ambulance, I think. yeah, a little old, old, like hearse, right? You know, and they converted it over into the into the Ecto one. So some people get that Ecto and they paint it and they 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 we won't, we won't, yeah they zhuzh it up and they put the sounds in and they go riding right. around like you know because there was a guy who was like thirty uh, 
that was riding around. He took his daughter to, to school. His daughter was like probably like three or four. <laughs> I'm mortified. Dad. <laughs> and she loved it because she had like a little pro. She got a little pro tie back on and she was playing around <laughs> before they went to school and she did a thing. And he, he goes, oh, for my 30th birthday, he's going up. And they were, I think they were shooting some of the, some of the stuff for the Ghostbusters movie at the time because he, he, for his 30th birthday, him and a friend of his okay. drove, did like a road trip because they're in New Jersey, drove north to New York to the fire. And it's a it's a working fire station, by the way. I didn't know that. Right. I thought it was just like maybe like a war rundown oh, okay. like thing, but apparently there's a fire station. So apparently they get a lot of people because they recognize the, the location in New York. Right, and people right. come up and they're very appreciative, you know, kind of thing. And they'll, they'll spend some time with them or whatever, you know, if they're not doing anything, you know, basically right. to, that put out fi- real fires. Yes. <laughs> so was, I thought that was interesting. I was like, that was the funniest part ever. Cause I was like, well, I didn't know that was real. I'm like, I thought it was just like a movie set. Like they, you know, like they had an old building or something like that. It was an old firehouse that they had back, you know, in the day or whatever, you know, and it's just kind of sits there now as an empty lot or, you know, or, or as a rundown dilapidated building. Cause like who would use it, you know, and apparently I guess the New York fire department, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, uh, but it was, it was an interesting documentary. I, I, I recommend it, you know, I don't highly recommend it, but I recommend it, you know, if you're a casual Ghostbusters fan and you like documentaries, then this, this okay. is what could be right up your alley. Um, type of thing. So, that's generally what I did. I can't think about. Oh, there was a, the one last thing I wanted to mention too, because um, one of the things I saw, I saw an article again. It was about cord cutting, and they're saying now that if you, I have to find the article, I, I'd like to post it. Actually, I, I forgot to, um, but it was about uh, CBS All Access, and okay. as, as of March fourth, it's going to become Paramount Plus. Oh, and what two two things that I two things one thing it was really it was like oh it intrigued my interest and then something else really got me going really too about it was now between now and the day before they they convert over if you sign up and pay for a year they'll give you half off so instead of paying oh. like ten bucks a month you're paying five bucks a month so I was like okay. oh you know you it's like now you now you're piqued my interest. So we went online to see going thing, and here you know you know there's there there I didn't know this there was two price points for CBS All Access. Okay, there's I a, never knew that. Right, there's a ten dollar one, and that's commercial free, so that's the that's the premium. Okay, but then there's a there's a six ninety nine, uh, um, package. Which you get for seven bucks a month. Right, for seven bucks a month. So I'm thinking. Well, you know what? I kept blasting, you know, CBS Access for ten dollars a month, like, and I'm right. like, I didn't do like I just took the people's word for it because every that's what the article, all the articles would talk about was the ten dollar version, not the commercial right. version. And I'm thinking, you a holes, like, like I've now, now I'm like going bad mouthing CBS All Access, going, I ain't paying ten bucks a month for 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 Star Trek, like screw that, you know, guy thing. I'm like for seven. Yeah, <laughs> and so what you're saying is you make or break your three dollars, right? Because that's a that's a big difference. I mean, because you're talking like twelve. 12. I mean, you're right. That's you know, like you know, thirty six bucks a year. Yes. Did you said it. Yeah, yes. like you I, would, I had to double check your math. I'm sorry. I, I wanted to double check your math before I agreed with it, but you All are right. correct. It is thirty six bucks a month. But that's that's a significant savings. But then it's just like for the year. Right, but then it's like like if you if you buy a year's worth, 
instead of like like you know for ten dollars a month it'll be one hundred and twenty dollars. It's really just a hundred dollars a year because they give you the two months right. for free. Right. So that's the same for the other one. So it was like sixty dollars. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, no, it was seven ninety nine. Six ninety nine. That's right. It was seven dollars. So six ninety nine. Okay. I'm I'm trying to do this in my head now because it was no. It's I'm sorry. It's five ninety nine. <laughs> you have to, uh, you have to bear with me. Do I hear four ninety nine? Do I hear seven ninety nine? That's the thing. Like, like it was okay. It was it was five ninety nine. So it was sixty dollars for the year for the commercial version. So I'm like, okay. that's a that's a thirty dollar difference. Like for if you bought a year's worth, you know, versus the hundred dollar versus the, you know, f- you know, commercial version and put commercials into it and you, and you get it for first thing. So half off. The commercial version is thirty dollars for one year. So okay. I'm like, I might buy. I don't know. I'm I'm still up in the air about this. You know. Wait, okay. Well, here's curious. I got questions. Yeah. Question number one: When does it go from CBS All Access to Paramount? March fourth. March fourth. Okay. Now I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest with you. That might not actually be a bad investment, only because I'm watching air quotes um the new version of the stand and that is on cbs all access mm-hmm. like it's it's a you know like a, it's a, a weekly episode show so and it's really really good on top of the you know get all the start the, the picard the discovery they also have the new twilight zone which is really good i've seen a couple episodes really really good i i mean there is some good original content out there it's also paramount so that means you know you're gonna have like hey here's top gun <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, here's a potential of the Indiana Jones movies because they're Paramount distributed. Okay, you know, because because the reason why I'm saying is remember Temple of Doom uh, opens up on the the Paramount logo and then it goes into a live to the the, the screen with the gong on it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like Paramount is Paramount and some of the leading blockbuster stuff that we saw. Um. I, I mean, I, so it may be, but I mean, it, that's not bad. Like if for like, you know, 30 bucks for a whole year, eh, maybe. But do you really need another, do you really need another subscription service, Ed? No, that's, that's why I'm conflicted over this. Cause I'm, I'm, you know, I was talking to my wife and my wife's like, yeah, I have no interest in, in, in seeing anything on CBS or, or Paramount at this point. And I'm like, well, I'm kind of curious about the Star Trek stuff. But I'm like, I'm not a hundred percent like, like I'm thinking I could buy Picard because season one's out right now on, on blue yeah. DVD and Blu-ray. So and I, could, I, don't I, even, I don't even know when they're going to come out with season two. And it's just like, and I'm, I'm like, you know, like they got discovery and I'm like, yeah, but I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm iffy about it. I'm like, if there's, if there's something else that was like really like, oh, you know what? I, now I got to, now I got to get this, you know, like, like, I mean, like, like I didn't, I didn't get all, I didn't get, like I got Peacock. But I didn't buy it because I got the free version, and that's just like I still haven't really gone through it. You know, HBO Max. The only reason why I got HBO Max was because of Wonder Woman, and then right. three months from now or whatever, two months now, it will be uh, uh, the Justice Snyder League cut. for the Snyder yeah. Cut for the four-hour Snyder Cut. So that's that's kind of like that, and that's like the thing. I only have it for six months. So come six months, I'm like, a, I don't think I'm going to renew because I. It's not like I'm like going watching. HBO Max like every day or every other day or every week or whatever it's just right, like, like when when I had my free trial I tried to watch I tried to watch at least one thing on that a night that I could so I can just say like after Wonder Woman I was like okay well what's the guy that's why I watched the Bowie thing and there's a couple other handful of stuff I am 
like probably in March, I'll probably reside for a month because of the Snyder Cut. But I also believe too that the Godzilla and Con- Godzilla vs Kong comes out in March too, and it's going right to you know, I'm I'm on the fence. I feel like a part of me is like I really kind of do want to see that in the theaters, like see Godzilla and King Kong go at it for the, forever, mm-hmm. you know. But then there's a part of me going, well, I could just watch it at home. I have a big screen TV. Maybe I'll just sit really, really close. Like, you know, <laughs> turn up really loud. <laughs> I'll just turn up the sound really, really loud. I'll, I'll inch my chair closer and I'll be like, just like I'm in the theater. Make sure I do it like in the middle of the night so that way it looks all dark. But there is that part of going. I'll, I'll come over I and talk behind I, you for, for, for <laughs> right. If that helps you, like, <laughs> I'm gonna feel really experienced. We can make your floor sticky. <laughs> <laughs> throw some popcorn out if if you like fan and then you will we'll ask you for seventeen dollars before you sit down. I'll make sure I'll make the floor nice and sticky. I'll just kind of like put some glue on it, stick duct tape. <laughs> and then every once in a while, we'll, we'll walk by you in front of you. <laughs> Uh, oh, oh, and what do you call it? Well, just, so you can just sit behind me, like every once in a while, or just off to the side of me, and just turn your phone on. So all I have the glare of white <laughs> the light, side of my face. Light, yes. <laughs> there you go. You'll, you'll, you'll feel the theater experience right there. <laughs> just every once in a while, you go. <laughs> hey. <laughs> or just, or just yell. That's what she said at inappropriate moments. Like. <laughs> Which one's Kong? <laughs> oh, Jesus like, oh, no, you did. Oh, you just made him mad. Oh, he's going to come after you now. Watch out. He's got. Is that an axe? Where'd he get an axe at? <laughs> <laughs> See? That's why you don't fuck with someone with opposable thumbs, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Have you seen the trailer? I, I mean, I feel like I, I made do all those jokes, and I'm like, I should have asked. <laughs> did you see the King Kong? The Godzilla versus King Kong? Yes, I do. Yes. Okay. Yes. And it, it is. It's it's a movie that you know you you it's and you you feel you feel like it's going to lose something if you watch it even on your big screen TV at home. Like it's not going right. to be that. That's 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 a movie. That's the reason why you go to the movies. That's a that's a movie for that. Like that's the reason right. why you go. <laughs> And there is that moment. Okay, well, if I can make sure that the theater is completely empty and I can wear my mask for the two hours, you know, I'll just maybe we have a movie theater at the mall. Maybe I can talk to somebody who works there. Maybe they can sneak me in for like a private screening just so I just so that, that first punch when Godzilla, when Kong punches Godzilla on that on that ship. I'm just like, oh, it's on now. It's on like Donkey Kong. <laughs> <laughs> WWE commentary. <laughs> He's on oh, the third t- rung. Wait, what? Oh, oh my God! It's inhuman. He grabs the towel and swings it around. What is going on? It's pandemonium. He just threw the rock bottom down on Godzilla. Godzilla <laughs> <laughs> uh. just threw fire breath at Kong. Oh my God! It's, his hair's on fire. What's going to happen? <laughs> Out of nowhere, Rodan comes walking in with a steel chair. <laughs> oh, bam! <laughs> 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 
sorry, Mothra's over by the sides crying, not my man, no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to take that Kung Kong and I'm going to slam him like a Slim Jim. <laughs> Kyle's like, like, just just eat your bananas, brother. Say your prayers. Don't climb on any tall buildings. We're good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And he climbs on top of the Empire State Building and loops the big, we call Jimmy's Superfly Snook and jump from the top of the Empire State Building. Fingers up in the whole devil horns, like, yeah! Lands. Kyle running around a leopard print banana hammock. Have <laughs> <laughs> him go at it like two wrestlers from the eighties. <laughs> that's, <laughs> God, that that's, how I, that's how I see it. Every once in a while, we caught a <clears throat> Mecha Godzilla through salt in Godzilla's face. <laughs> <laughs> Finding on the desert some sand. <laughs> right. All of a sudden, just when you think you're out, you know, you hear a dong. Godzilla just rises up like Undertaker. Like, oh no! <laughs> he put him through the wall! Oh my god! Sorry. Just <laughs> 12 year old me with little action figures is now having a big fight. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the Millennium Falcon? What's that doing here? Pew, pew, pew! You're all clear, kid ape. Now let's blow this thing and go home. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so I, I'll probably watch it on TV. Because <laughs> I have a wife who's giving me that side eye like, I don't think he's going nowhere. <laughs> so, what else you do? That was it. That was that was my that was my week. Uh, yeah, that was. Uh, oh, I, I'm. I'm <laughs> I did. I did. I'm trying to do something, and it, it's 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 one of those things. Like son of a bitch. Well, you 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 gave me a while ago your old TV because you bought a new TV, and you know I appreciate that very much. But I still have my old TV, and it it works, but it has these vertical lines. And that's the reason why you gave me your old TV because it was driving us crazy watching movies here <laughs> right. on Thursday nights or, or you know, or, or, or movie nights. And so, so it was, it, so like I, it's been sitting in a closet, like, you know, cause I'm like, I don't want to get rid of it. Cause it's, it technically, it still works. It just needs to be fixed. <laughs> right. So, you know, my wife, you know, is now threatened. She's like, she's like, you got it's it's going in the trash by the end of February if you don't do anything, and I, you got to do it. And then like this past week, she goes, this weekend we have nothing to do. Guess what? You're you're gonna you're gonna fix that TV. So I'm like, all right, you know. So I started looking it up because I knew like I've been looking up like when I have my free time here once in a while, and I find out that you need a control board needs to be replaced. It's like sixty bucks, and you know, I'm thinking. You know, it's 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 like a motherboard. You just unscrew the one, you you plug the right. the, the cables back in, and you're good to go. So I was looking up for the for that piece yesterday, and then I saw this video where this guy was like, "Oh well, secondly, the the sometimes it's like with the, if you get those lines, if you just adjust the control board, if the lines go away." And he's like, well, I mean, in all fairness, when your TV got the lines, you if when you would just move the coaxial cable a little bit, it would it would straighten itself out right. a little bit, right? Yeah. So so that's so that to me screams like a loose board, right? So that's <laughs> that's that's what it's that's what it's telling me. So basically, I was following the directions and all. So today I was like, 
you know what I'm going to do it. I so I I took the back off. I put put it oh. back on its stand and all, you know, and I and, and I'm, I'm getting ready. And I see the control board. I'm like, okay, I know what to do now. So basically, the first step is to you know plug it in and you know thing, and then adjust it to where the line stops, so you can see where the you know where the where you have to move the board. Then you unscrew it basically, and you put the screw under the board, and then use that as the leveling uh, screw. Okay. So you know, it takes. It, it, I mean, like I'm I can take apart a PC and have no problems with it. Sure. But, but when you're talking like a big bulky television, <laughs> it's not that easy. Cause it's like, you know, cause it's like, I'm, I don't want to, I don't like with a PC, you can be more like aggressive with it. Cause you know, you, you like, I know it's like if, if I, like I know if I can, how I can screw it up and not screw up with the TV. I'm like, yeah, if I do something wrong, like that's it. It's, it's over with. So, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be delicate with this. <laughs> see, so it's a good thing. I see. It's a good thing. I wasn't there with you. Cause my logic would be like, well, you were going to throw it out either way, one or the other. Just do it. That's, <laughs> that's the idea. Right. So, but the thing is, is like, so like, I'm like, like everybody's like, take, take the stand off. And I'm like, I don't see why I need to take the stand off. Right. So I unscrew this thing and I can't get it off. Like I have every screw out and I can't figure out why this, the back piece wouldn't come off. <laughs> Cause it's on the stand. <laughs> Well, you th I thought that too, right? So I was like, right. all right, now I'm going to flip this thing upside down and try to pull the stand off. Because actually, I tried. To, I did try to take the stand off first, and I couldn't okay. do it. I couldn't figure out why. Like, for some reason, I couldn't I couldn't figure it out, right? And and so I, when I lifted it up, the stand stayed on the floor, and I'm holding the TV. And I'm like, uh -huh. all right, the stand's off now. <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like, you should be easy peasy lemon squeezy. Mission accomplished, right? So, so now I'm trying to now now I have this thing like sitting there, and I'm trying to figure out. I still can't get it apart. Here I missed a screw, right where the, all the where the coax cable, the connections are. There's a little screw in there, and that's that was what's holding the that was holding that from the from being removed. So once I unscrewed that, it came right off. I'm like, okay, great. So now I'm thinking, all right, now I got exposed boards. I don't want to really leave this on the floor. So I'm like, and, all right, now I should put the stand back on this thing because that's probably the smart thing to do because that's why I see everybody in the videos. It's, it's standing on its stand. So it's like, you know, type of thing. But I'm thinking, I don't remember how I got it off. <laughs> so <laughs> now I'm going to put it back on. So I, I, I take the stand and I look, and for some reason I just jam that thing in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, all else first, just ram it into another piece. <laughs> plastic and plastic. <laughs> Bam, found it right away. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, oh, there's the screw holes. Now I know how to take it off and on again. <laughs> so I screw it back on, and now it's standing. Turn the thing on. It works fine. Well, that's good. Congratulations. So, so what are you going to do with it? <laughs> that's the thing, though. It's not fixed. <laughs> there's no way that this is fixed. Because I'll, I'll set it up. Could put it on this because I my wife's like because my wife's like oh she's got a thirty two inch and I'm like all right well you know what I'll, I'll give her one of the forty fives ah the forty five sure. down here forty five upstairs and then in the bedroom we'll put this the the, the old, it was our original it's our original you know LCD screen it was a thirty two inch I mean we paid almost two I think we paid two grand for it back in the day that's right kids because you know we were stupid we didn't wait you know because i think it was six months later the price was dropping and the, then the tv got bigger at that point because 32 at the time was the biggest one <laughs> look i'll be honest my that tv i think cost me like 1200 bucks i think 
right? <laughs> I think. And then I'm like, all right, well, it is what it is, you know, like no big deal. And I, I found my receipt for my current TV, and it's like $350. Right. <laughs> it's like a bigger TV, better quality. And I'm like, oh, God, sometimes I hate you, technology. <laughs> Because I, I'm, I'm, I was walking, I was this week, I was walking through a, a, a Walmart and, I, you know, I was looking at movies and stuff and I, I just happened to look at the TVs and they're like 300, 400 bucks and I'm like, and they're 70, yeah. inch, they're 70 inch televisions and you're like, son of a bitch. Because <laughs> right. I, think, I think I still paid like $600 for, for the for the, for the the Samsung I had, you know, like 650 or something like that at the time, <laughs> right. you know, for 45 inch and you're going, you know, which now it's like, uh, yeah, that's a lot, you know. Um, so yeah, so now, now I'm going to have to sit there with this TV on all the time now and wait for it to finally fail with the back off. I'm thinking maybe I should just plug it all in. Like I'm using it. And then the day it fails, that's the day I start to work to fix it, to do that adjustment that they were telling me to do, you know, kind of thing. But then of course it's going to be sitting on now on the, on a stand, you know, on <laughs> that I'm watching right. this on, you know, watching it and then trying to figure out and I'm thinking, yeah, that thing's going to take a flip off. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, I would probably just, you know, do what your original plan was, you know, put it up in another room, use it. And if it and if it does happen, well, then you already know how to fix it. So you can just go, oh, just, you know, take some time, figure it out and just do it that day. Yeah. You know, right. And that's the thing. Like, or or well, if you want to make, you know, special, you know, take the one that, you know, that you're you're I'm going to use air quotes here, the newest of the TVs and. Bring that upstairs and bring and keep the old your old TV downstairs. Yeah, that's that's yeah. that was my initial plan because I figured and I, I don't want my wife because that's that's the first thing I'll be I'll be I'll be at work or something like that, and she'll call me and she'd be like, "The guy at the end TV's got all these vertical lines," and I'm like, "Oh Jesus Christ!" <laughs> now I got to walk her through how to fix it. <laughs> right, right. So that's why I'm saying your best bet is to take the TV that you know I gave you, put that so so she can have free access to it. I don't think that there was any problems with it. I don't no, know. No, it's, that it's line, been running. You know. It's been running great. I mean, you know, it okay. had it had a couple. I don't know if you remember. There was a couple black spots in the top of it uh, uh, on the screen. Right. And, <clears throat> right, and that happened after we, Stacey and I got back from our, our our honeymoon because it was in a hot room. So I figured, you know, that there was a possibility of like once the liquid crystals got like back to normal, it would f- eventually fade away. Yeah, and then when I, when I finally got the stand, because it took, remember it took me a while to get the the stand for it. Right. And I got the stand to put it all up. It had those, but then eventually just went away, and it hasn't been back since. It's right. you know works fine every day. It works. It's been running beautifully. But uh, yeah, so it's 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 been great. So that's pretty much. In a nutshell, everything I've done this week, uh, I think. But how about you? I mean, you've made a list. You said you, you told me. So uh, I did. Okay. Well, I guess I should have, like, I forgot to bring it up last week. I've stumbled across a, a, a documentary. I have also cut the cord, and we're coming up on almost well, January, July would be a year probably because we cut the cord when we got back <clears throat> from our honeymoon because that's when I got the new TV I figured screw cable and all that kind of stuff so we still got like six months before we're a full year mm-hmm. but I'm also downloading apps on the Roku you know we have a fire stick so we kind of do the streaming itself as well so I came across a documentary last week that I forgot to bring up called Overnight um, Overnight's basically it's a documentary of the rise and stumble of Troy Duffy the bartender filmmaker who was swept up by Miramax's Harvey Weinstein to turn his script for the Boondock Saints into a feature film. Hmm. I'm a fan of the movie Boondock Saints. 
And oh, I always memory, yeah. heard about this. I've always heard about this this documentary about Troy Duffy's kind of I wouldn't say struggles, but the movie didn't paint him in a good light, even though it's a it's a documentary about him. Um and it's it's fascinating to watch because I, I watched it was like one of those I think it was like on Tubi or one of those free to things. Um basically he's like a, a a blue collar worker from Boston who comes up with this idea for Boonzog States and sells it to Harvey Weinstein and Harvey Weinstein from Miramax takes it under his wing and flies him out to California, buys a bar for this guy. You know, and, wow. and basically, basically Duffy has, uh, Troy has all these friends working around him for, and for him. Troy's also, he's also in a band and that band gets a five, uh, five, five album deal. Like, it's like everything's coming up Millhouse for him. <laughs> and, you, you think everything is like, oh, my God, how great it must be to be him. But through the documentary, he's a prick, to be honest. I mean, it's it's kind of sad because I really – I heard that he kind of like semi went a little crazy, with drunk with power during the whole time. And you could see it on film, like the way he starts treating some people. Um, and then, of course, because this is Hollywood, you really are like just – you're only as good as your the, your best your project as it is. Right. And when someone's and when someone of, I mean, okay, again, you got to go back in time because this is when Harvey Weinstein was at the Miramax was at its height of its power. You know, like back in 1997, where they were pumping out Oscar winner movies after Oscar winner movies. So to be bought up, to be you know, your your property being bought by Miramax with the promise of like a, a you know this a movie deal. We're gonna, we're gonna, basically, we're gonna wine and dine you, and we're gonna make you completely starstruck. We're gonna throw pe- famous, like you see Troy Duffy at the bar with like famous people, like not even the people who were actually in the movie, like people who were Mark Wahlberg, like it was just people who were like the it people of that time hanging out with this guy, drinking, smoking because there were always smokers, you know, playing music and stuff. It was just. But you could see him being seduced by Hollywood, and then Hollywood kind of turns around and then wants nothing to do with him. Like, he finally gets, like, it almost takes him, like, five years before the movie actually gets made. Not with the people that he wanted it to be with. And then, and Harvey Weinstein's now kind of, like, blowing him off because he doesn't really want him. It's like he's now on to the next thing. Right. Um, and you see him just kind of being kind of a kind of a prick to his friends and family. Like, I mean, they actually had like an argument about like you know he, that he basically did the old you guys would be nothing without me kind of speech to to his friends and family <clears throat> you know and then finally when the movie does get made they take they go to the cons film festival which is you know like a big deal so he's out there and one of the producers is out there um and some guys from like the the agency but no of course no harvey harvey's not even to talk to him but what happens is miramax doesn't even buy the film <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, like, like he, he they, they don't give him the money for it. he has like the shoestring budget like it was like a third tier market kind of gave him the money for the movie he got you know the people that he got and again i do like the movie um you know so to see all this happening it's kind of like wow i didn't realize it was that bad like like when miramax decided not even to buy the movie he you could see he was like how dare they do this to me and I just kind of chuckle. I'm like, dude, they do that all the time. Like, I'm sorry that you 
you growing in with this, I'm going to be the next big thing because he was acting like it too. And and he got like the the, the sales wind blown out of his sales. And then like a, a company did decide to, you know, did buy it, but at a fraction of the cost that he was said he was going to get, the Miramax was going to pay for it. And eventually, you know, like it wound up going, being put onto the, the silver screen, but not as many, not at many studio theaters as promised. Didn't make as much money as it was proposed it was going to generate. And eventually it took years before it actually found its its home and its audience on videotape. But it was just, it's to watch the rise and kind of like fall of, of a of a one-hit wonder almost. Because I think the <laughs> second movie, because he, I mean, he makes the second movie. The second movie is okay. It's not as great as the first one for whatever reason. <clears throat> but it's, it's you know, but you kind of see like, you go, oh my God, how, how you can get seduced by that, you know, by money, guns, and lawyers type thing. You know, it was just it was fascinating to watch. I mean, that was that was just like last week. That's got nothing to do with my list, Ed. Okay. Right? So here's my list. I did watch a couple. I did watch a bunch of movies actually this week. Um, I did buy Hudson Hawk. I did watch that. I I don't have to really talk about that. You've seen it. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. You haven't seen it. And if you like a a, a a stupid comedy with Bruce Willis in it, I recommend it. Um, it was during that week of the uh, like, hey, it's like six ninety nine movies, you know, HDX. So I came across another movie that I love. It's called Toy Soldiers. Um, it's not Small Soldiers. It's not the, the little action figures. It's called Toy Soldiers. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's during the time of um, since we're since we're it's kind of a Bruce Willis thing. Die Hard created a whole genre of movies of the reluctant hero oh, I'm sorry before you, before you go on I just want to mention that Overnight yeah. is on Pluto TV and Tubi TV for free if you're okay. a cord cutter you know to catch that documentary but I just wanted to throw that out there real quick sorry uh, go on about the uh, small soldiers please that's okay it's a uh, toy soldiers toy soldiers it's uh, when you got the one die hard when die hard um, was popular all these other movies came out that were kind of in the same theme people who shouldn't be heroes wind up rising above the challenges and they're kind of smart asses and this one, for whatever reason, really captured my imagination. It's a group of troublemaking boys decide to take a stand when terrorists seize control of their boarding school. Oh, yes. All right? Now, it is an obscure movie, by all means, because like a lot of people, when I, I tell people how much I enjoy this movie, no one's ever heard of it. Here's who it stars. In the lead role of action hero, Sean Astin. <laughs> Sam... Samwise Gamgee, action star. (laughs) (laughs) Followed up by Will Wheaton. Oh God! Shut up, shut up, Wesley. Will Wheaton. It as in the I'm going to say not a good type. He is typecast as a son of a mob boss. So sometimes he kind of talks like this. He, 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 he kind of does like a, a bad mobster voice every yeah. once in a while. I find it funny. It, it's pretty good. Um, Keith Coogan is Snuffy Bradbury. Um, Keith Coogan is Jackie Coogan's nephew. Jackie Coogan, I believe, is um, the original Uncle Fester. But he was. But, but Keith Coogan, some people might know him and the what I consider a comedy gold. Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> All right, 
Now, these are just the kids that are involved. There are some adults in there. Um, Andrew Divoff, um, he usually, if you saw his face, you go, he was in a bunch of shit. Um, yeah. Lou Gossett Jr. is in it. It goes to show how old it is. <laughs> <laughs> and R. Lee Remy, the sergeant from, um, recall it, uh, Oh, shit, I can't think of it. The whole nine yards? Uh, or the... No, um, it closed. Oh, <laughs> not that movie. Uh, oh, it's... Uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, go to Paul! <laughs> um, shit, why can't I think? All that I know from Texas is beer, steers, and queers. Full Metal Jacket. Thank you, baby. Stacy just... <laughs> from Full Metal Jacket. But he's got a real small part, and he, of course... When you, in in the nineties, whenever you needed a sergeant, you hired him because he's a real sergeant. Yeah. So he was able to actually like go on. It made to me every time he was in a movie and in some sort of military role, it added some form of legitimacy to a fictional world. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> why. <laughs> oh, Arlie Remy's here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, this shit's about to pop off. <laughs> like, oh, this shit's real. Um, also. Del uh, Denholm Elliott is the Helm Headmaster. You remember him from the Indiana Jones movies. He was um, Indy's friend, um, the the other the caretaker of the um, the the school. Okay, yeah. If you saw his, if you yes. saw his face, you'd know him. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's, but again, I it's a movie that I always enjoyed. It's kind of like it's. It's weird to sit there like I, I was watching it, and I'm like, I still enjoy this movie. It still holds up for me. It's some, and it it kind of holds up only because it's 1991 when the movie was made. So there's no cell phones. There's no real. Um, there's maybe like one or two computers in the entire thing. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but it mostly does come down to like you know how do these kids figure out how to get information out of the school while you know because the idea is that they. The reason why it's taken over by hostages is because the son of a federal judge who was prosecuting the head head terrorist's father, they wanted to kidnap his kid to hold him hostage to release the dad. But that kid wasn't there. He was actually removed. So they decide since the school is filled with the mob boss, uh, there's like a senator's kid, there's, you know, a bunch of other like high profile kids. They figure, well, we can still do this with what we have in what we have. Mm. So they, they, they every hour they take count, head count, and Sean Astin's kind of kind of sassy. Like he's a troubled kid, so he's the kind of kid that would you know be a smart mouth, just like Bruce Willis was in Die Hard. Like the kind of kid that gets the shit kicked out of him just by the big bully, by the big bad guy because he just said something sassy. Mm. You know. It, really good movie. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. It's always been fun. I saw um, it a long time ago. So, I mean, I know I know the movie you're talking about because I remember. Because actually, for once in a while, you see it somewhere and you watch it and you go, oh, that's right. And I always do. I, I get the – because the title of Toy Soldiers and Small Soldiers, them, uh-huh. them in, you know, and I, they're two completely different movies, obviously. But uh, but I do I do remember especially when you get Will Wheaton and Sean Sean Astin. <laughs> the two of them are the, the heavies in this one. Like yes. they're like one and two on the cue on the call cards. It's it's just, it's hysterical. But I, but after watching those, I did come across um, a couple of. Well, I also did pick up. I also bought Detroit Rock City, which um, it's a movie about a bunch of. It's kind of like fanboys for Kiss. Yes. Like you know the movie Fanboys? Okay. Well, 
Detroit Rock City is basically these kids are trying to get to Detroit to see a Kiss in concert, and it's the late 70s. So it's like the height of the Kiss fandom, the Kiss Nation, the Kiss Army, everything. And, of course, they come there from Ohio, so, like, one mom is, like, real super strict, the other, and they're all, like, Edward Furlong's in it, you know. So <laughs> it's uh, And he plays kind of like one of the kids in the band, and they it's like this road trip. It, it's a it's a coming age film is what I would call it, right? Um, but it's got Kiss music. The soundtrack's phenomenal. I mean, it is every once in a while I try to see if I could find the soundtrack because it's got Kiss songs, it's real big popular songs from the '70s. It's it's a, a classic. And I, I again, it was on sale. I'm like, I'm gonna watch this because I really, 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 really love this movie. Um, then Ed, I fell down a documentary well. Okay. Okay, because I have Amazon Prime. I watched Rise of the Superheroes. This is a movie where it's it basically it's a documentary on how we got to where we got to in movies where superhero movies are basically the big blockbuster draws. Uh, it does go up to just before Batman v Superman because it does talk about it does it talks about. Batman 66, it does talk about Superman, you know, uh, Christopher Reeve Superman. I, I, funny enough, they do kind of pass over um, Linda Carter's Wonder Woman. I felt that kind of was a little bit of a snub. I mean, I know she never appeared on the big screen, but she did pave the way to the superhero movies in my eyes because they did reference the Incredible Hulk TV show. So I feel like uh, they, they, okay. they missed – like they kind of – they, they reference Adam West's Batman. They reference – you know the Incredible Hulk TV show, but they don't mention Wonder Woman. I kind of, I felt, a, I felt a little weird about that because being a Wonder Woman fan as a kid. Um, but outside of that, they do talk about like you know the having all the weight on Robert Downey Jr.'s shoulders. What and it was almost kind of like saying, hey, this is what Marvel did and how they got to where they got to to make these Avenger movies. Um, and it was. It was it was fascinating. It's one of those. It's to me, it's one of those documentaries where you kind of have heard all these little stories, but to hear them officially be told makes you kind of chuckle and smile. And you go, I can't believe they actually got away with that. You know, I can't really believe that actually actually how it happened and why this person was picked for this role or how they got to this point. And they it was one of the very few documentaries, or it was the only documentary obviously they've seen that actually acknowledges the fact that if it wasn't for the the success of Blade. We probably wouldn't have a Marvel universe to start off with mm-hmm. because it, it it did you know its first R-rated superhero movie for the most part yes you know and then how how the popularity of Iron Man spawned off all these others like Sin City the Watchmen like it, it was it was to me it was fascinating to kind of sit there and watch these people like you know talk about and, and some of them were very honest like uh, I think someone pretty much said that Batman v Superman sucked i was like Ooh. <laughs> and they gave the and they gave the reasons why and the reasons were very valid and i was like okay that is a legitimate argument for people who who don't like the movie um but it, i mean and, but then in the same token there'd be somebody who who loved it for the visual stylings um so i, I again that's that's on amazon prime so if you get a chance watch that one then i figured since it was on amazon prime i wanted to see if i you might be more interested in this one than i actually was Chris Claremont's uh, X-Men. Okay. Uh, Chris Chris Claremont was a writer of the X-Men from 75 to about 81, I think, mm-hmm. 
all all the like the Dark Phoenix saga, Days of Future Past, the two of your favorite X Men storyline, written by him. Um, it talks about how like where he came, like his upbringing, why he, you know, X Men wasn't was at the time wasn't a popular uh, magazine. It was being like either was either running or not running in the early sixties, <clears throat> and they had a whole new class and. and Claremont pretty much was the, the guy's like I want to take it over I want to do it he had he fleshed out all these stories and it's it's an interesting documentary I'm not a huge X-Men fan like that so I kind of got to me I kind of went in and out throughout the the the, the storytelling of his life because mm-hmm. I was like yeah right that's nice and all well, okay it's like two o'clock it's like one o'clock in the morning I'm like oh, I'm getting kind of tired well, it's only like 20 minutes left in the movie. Maybe I could, you know, like, you know it's just kind of, I just couldn't be as laser focused on it as I, as I thought I would have been. Cause I guess ultimately I didn't really care about the, the story behind the story, I guess. Okay. But, but you might be, because I know that those are some of your favorite X-Men storylines. Yeah. You know, so, and, and since dark Phoenix and days of future past have actually been turned into movies, it's kind of interesting to kind of see, the, the workings in his head on how, you know, where these stories came from. So um, then I also watched, I finished it. This is a, a Korean film, Ed. I'm sprouting my horizons. <laughs> it's a Korean film called Along with the Gods, The Two Worlds. Um, I it, it came across it like a, like a trailer. It is basically... I'll try to be real brief because it's, it's a lot of reading, obviously, because I have to have the subtitle one. Um, it is uh, Fireman dies. Fireman dies. And these three guardians come and collect him, and he gets put on trial for his life. Um, and it's in it's in Asian culture, so there's different different levels of hell that you go to, and you get judged accordingly. But they're saying that he's a paragon, a pure soul, and that he gets to be. And if you are a true paragon after you get through your trials, you get to be reincarnated. But before you get reincarnated, you get to visit or see one person, like somebody in your family or whoever you want, one last time before you get reincarnated. So he wants to go see his mom, but also there's a subplot where these guardians who bring a paragon, they have like, there's, it's like the, hey, you're the 49th Paragon within the 400 years. Like there's like this number thing, which Mm -hmm. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's important because they are two souls away from being free themselves. Like they're under the servitude of these, to to be these guardians, but they ultimately, if they have a job to do, and once they're done their job, they get to move on to the next world. So there, but that it's Paragons come very slim, like thousands and thousands of years, but there's, you know, so they have, there's like, okay, we need to make sure that this person gets into heaven. And he's like the second to the last one. And you're like, oh, okay, well, that's that's great. So, you know, and I also know too that there's a sequel to it called, um, um, it is called Along with the Gods, The Last 49 Days. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so at the end of this movie, it does kind of leave with a cliffhanger. Like, a, oh, I can see it definitely, there, it definitely led off for a sequel. And that sequel came out in, this one came out in 2017. The sequel came out in 2018. But you can kind of tell that they were filmed at the same time. That kind of that kind of trick. Mm-hmm. Um, so you find out that like the at the end of the first movie, it has to do with the fireman and his brother, and then the leader of the guardians goes to the, I guess the head god 
and basically says like this guy's brother is also a paragon and the other two guardians are like what no way and it kind of leads off ends off to that and so the new movie pick, takes pick, picks up where the last one left off and it's like it's i haven't gotten through the second one yet because i just started because both movies are like two and a half hours long and it's taxing when you're watching a movie like that at one o'clock in the morning you have to read all the subtitles because <laughs> <laughs> all you want to do is like part of you is like okay i'm reading i'm into this the special effects are gorgeous that's what initially hooked me in was that the idea of the the subtitle i mean i've i've seen movies before that i had to read and never mind it but the the visual of it all is really really cool like there's some blipping through like some i would say some nightcrawler stuff there's some like iron man stuff it's like it's really really visually cool looking mm. um so i mean that's what i've been watching on tv however ed i gotta talk got a sidebar here about what stacy's been doing this week <laughs> you've played the sims yeah all right well she so does she and the other night she wanted to buy a new pack it's like a, a detective pack Mm-hmm. But she also has the Star Wars pack where you get to go on to Galaxy's Edge and you get to pick whether you're not even... It's, it's called Journey to Batu. I apologize because she's in my ear. Um, it's called Journey to Batu where you get to create your own character, where you get to be like part of the First Order. It's it's a cute little you know s- spin-off or extra content or season pass kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, however, she wants to be a bad guy because that's her thing. So because she wants to be a bad guy, there's moments where you can meet up with Kylo Ren because it takes place in that that time frame. So she, the other day, I'm, I'm out of my own business, and apparently Kylo is making a, uh, I'm watching I'm watching Hudson Hawk, that's what I'm doing, because she's playing Sims, and she, Kylo's there, and they become, fa- she's like fangirling out, talking to him, being like best friends, and she's like, Oh, look at us. We're friends because, you know, you've played The Sims. You have, like, little heart meters and you become friends and you can become, like, romantically inclined. You know how mm-hmm. you've you've been there. Yes. So she's like, you know, like, oh, me and Kylo, we're friends. Look at me. La, la, la. Like, she's all, she's all happy and proud. But then she has to go do, like, this little side mission to help for her job. And she fails at it, right? She's not really she, – she fails, but that gets Kylo mad. So Kylo being mad, what does he do? He pretty much force chokes her, beats up on somebody else. She's like, I thought we were friends. Like, <laughs> like she got real upset. But the reason, the real reason why I'm bringing up, to, I'm bringing this to the show, is because there was a moment while she's playing where she's going through Kylo's stuff, and Kylo apparently keeps her diary. <laughs> right. Okay. So she has the opportunity to read the diary or not read the diary. Now, Stacy's very moral, like, well, if I read the diary and if I got caught, Kylo won't be my friend anymore. You know, and I'm like, or you could read it and he'll never know. And then you get the inside tra- dirt on how to be his friend even more. But all I could think of was that Kylo Ren keeps a diary. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the thing that's going to get me. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> and he probably, in my head, I'm telling Stacy, like, probably has like things like, Today, my father was real mean to me. <laughs> <laughs> my uncle Luke just never understands. <laughs> like just, I don't understand why they just don't want to listen to me. <laughs> I'm not angry all the time. <laughs> I 
every every time I try to have a dinner, Dad always talks about the time he did the whole castle run in twelve parsecs, and I always go, Dad, parsecs not a measurement of time. <laughs> <laughs> and then he always turns to me and goes, "Shut up, son, you nerf herder," and eh. it makes me so makes me so angry and mad. That's why I always wear black. My <laughs> uncle, my my uncle Luke does pays no attention to me. I think he loves me. Every once in a while, I see him looking at me funny. (laughs) 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 When do I get to be my own Skywalker? (laughs) (laughs) I asked Dad if I could take the Millennium Falcon. He says, no, not till I'm older. (laughs) 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 I'm hanging around. People call themselves Knights of Red. (laughs) <laughs> All we do is sit around and play Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> That's all I can think of is just, dear diary. Just him getting mad and just stomping off like he can't float a fucking rock. So he runs back to his tent, dear diary. My Uncle Luke was mad at me because I couldn't float a stupid rock across the pond. <laughs> Who cares about stones anyway? When I tell him that, he gives me he gives me a small smile and says, "Do or do not." There's no try. Look, I'm supposed to know what the fuck that means. Nobody, dad calls me a mama's boy. <laughs> and if I get if I find I find Wookie hair in the sink one more fucking time, I'm gonna go crazy. <laughs> it's, that's all I can think of is just he just sits there all day long. Today I'm going to write poetry. <laughs> Roses are red, violets are blue. I don't like me, and I don't like you. <laughs> it's, it was good poetry. I, I just said it was poetry. <laughs> Oi! <laughs> I just I'm like, okay, but Ed. I'm telling you right now, all of what I just talked about is bullshit on a hill of beans. You know why? Why? Because I'm quitting my job because I'm a billionaire. We can't even talk about that yet. <laughs> <laughs> before, before I even give you my big news, let's just take for a moment that this week has been a real wacky week for anybody who, who works at a video game retailer. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? I am too stupid to be able to explain what the fuck's happened this past week. Apparently, our stock was shit. Now it's not shit, but it still is shit because the little man's trying to screw over the big man. And all I know is that if one motherfucker comes into my store and goes, are you a millionaire? I'm going to flip shit. (laughs) I can't tell you. I mean, at least it's more refreshing because at least I haven't heard you got any PS5s in for about three days. (laughs) <laughs> you know, <laughs> but all I get is, oh, you guys have shares in that stock, right? Don't charge. You? you guys are pretty doing pretty well now, aren't you? No, <laughs> like GameStop does not have shock. We, I do not have stock options in my job, Ed. I, I shocking as that is, so I am not a, a millionaire by any means. If I was a millionaire, I don't think I'd be working there at the moment. <laughs> you know. If, if I was smart enough, and if I saw that, I mean, if I had like I'd maybe take out a loan if I was available, if I could, and put maybe just a scotch of money down, that that twenty dollars stock went up to four hundred bucks. If I would have bought enough, sure, maybe I could have been like a millionaire. 
but I didn't know that was going on. Nor did I care. Because <laughs> it, it had shit all to do with me. And people walking into the story thought that I was somehow, as always, uh, that I, I, I represent the, the company to, like, I'm the guy at the desk in the corporate office going, bye, bye, sell, sell. I just, no. Like, I, I had this guy come in, and he was re- he was a mouth breather for sure. Because he, here's why. He comes walking in, right? Mm-hmm. And he starts talking about the stock, right? And I look over at him, and he's got his mask on, which, you know, we're supposed to do. However, this fucker's got his mask ripped in the center so he can talk. Okay? Defeating the purpose of a mask. But but he's complying to the purpose of, you know, you can't can't come in here in the the mall without the the mask on. So he's got this bullshit mask on that he can walk by people with his mouth closed. But the moment he starts talking or let's say he wants to take a sip of his soda, he opens up his mouth and and there it is, full, just I can see his mouth. And he's talking to me about this thing, about how they go, like, oh, the, the stock options and blah 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 and you know oh it's doing a real great for him and all that and I looked this guy dead in his face Ed and I swear to God I went I really don't care <laughs> <laughs> and you could hear the screeching of the brakes in his head for the fact that I just looked at him I was like I, yeah I don't why how why should I care it's not going to affect me anyway. And I also know, too, that once the smoke clears, the stock's still going to go back down in the shitter anyway. Like, <laughs> it's like, all right, well, <sighs> that was my week. That was my week at work. Well, Just, I, hey. I mean, yeah, that was because I was, I mean, I got it. I wasn't really paying attention. I saw something about, like, there was, a, there was an app that wasn't selling your stock anymore and blah, blah, blah. And you're, I'm like, all right, whatever. You know, like, I'm not, you know, like, I, don't care like you know like it's not not right. related to me in any way so what do i care you know okay thing and then people are telling me like no like you know it's you know this place that your friend works at you know blah 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 and i'm thinking <laughs> yeah he's not a millionaire <laughs> he's still some schlub selling games <laughs> at a store in a mall that's his life like no like like no that's that's it's not gonna happen GameStop's, GameStop's but I, always like it's like the internet's punching bag right <laughs> So apparently the stock options are not really good. And apparently I'm going to try to be as, as, as layman's terms as I possibly can. Some rich motherfucker buys a bunch of st- worthless stock from place A. And that forces – and apparently bar- from somehow it's called short stocking. Short stocking I think it's called. Where if you buy enough stock, that stock gets devalued and you wind up making more money in the process because of that. Mm. I, don't, I don't get that, right? However – there's a um, a subgroup in Reddit. These geniuses. Well, no, it was it was it's hedge fund managers. That's that's who the right, ones are right, short stocking your 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 right, stock. Right, right. The hedge fund managers are short stocking our millionaire billionaires. Billionaire firms are basically playing with money. It's they're playing chicken with with, uh, with their wallets, whatever. Um, so. A subgroup of Reddit, um, I think I forget what the something Wall Street bets. I think they're called. They're day. Tr- they're. I would say I always call them day traders, but they get some. They use there is that app Robinhood. I don't know if you're familiar with that. App. No, I mean basically, for uh, me, they're they're the people that like are just like they they have some loose cash, you know, kind of thing, and 
they want they think they can control the market because that's how they're going to get rich it's like the, the millennials who have like a little bit of money going this is this is what i'm going to do you know i'm going to i'm going to make the money in the stocks like this like the big the big wizards that you know have college educations and i'm going to use this app like you know like td trade america or robin hood and i'm going to log into this thing and make millions of dollars within days and it's just like oh wait i lost a lot of money crap you know like, well i mean okay well i mean to me stock market is kind of it's it's you're playing chicken with your wallet you're hoping that something you buy something is going to increase in value and that you're going to be able to pull out and cash out in time before it, it, it caps out that's the that's the idea behind mm -hmm. stocks it's always how i've always looked at it but it's it's kind of you're never really sure you don't know enough to go oh i think it's going to you know devalue on a tuesday so i'm going to sell monday and also it's supposed to be illegal if like i already go hey ed i hear so and so you might want to buy this stock because i heard this that's called insider trading and apparently that's illegal um <clears throat> but apparently the short stocking stuff also is kind of a gray area that billionaires do it all the time. However, when the average Joe guy gets wind of this and they formulate a plan with everybody and goes, you know what? Fuck you, not today. It ends now. And we're going to use GameStop as a particular model. It is, you know, it's kind of like they, they, these day traders put all their money, they bought the stocks, which when you buy those stocks, it increases the value of the stocks. Because it makes the it makes the company seem more valuable because all these people are dumping money into it. So for like three days straight, it went from like I think last year the stock was like almost was under five dollars to the point where it was jumped up to almost four hundred and eighty dollars a share for about three days. I think now it's sitting at a comfortable three hundred dollars a share. Mm -hmm. So if you had stock options and or if you had stock in GameStop at some point in time where it was five dollars a share, by all means, you dump money into it, and when it's at four hundred bucks a share, you cash it all out. You know, like, and that's where you get the big windfall. Apparently, the guy who started this on Reddit invested like fifty thousand dollars and walked away with twenty million. You know, by the when he decided to you know to get out. But during all this time, while they're increasing the stock, the the hedge fund markets are losing money because they put too much. They bought overbought mm -hmm. in their shares. So it wound up like destroying one hedge fund company so bad that they actually had to borrow like three billion dollars off of two other hedge firm customer companies, and then still lost that money because the people on Reddit are like, "Fuck you, we're not selling," <laughs> because of the so, the money went up. Then it's like it's like buying a loose Skywalker <laughs> action figure, right. you know, and it's like worth like you know, like you bought it at a yard sale for like five bucks or whatever and it's worth like fifty thousand dollars and you're going yeah i'm gonna hold on to this sucker because the value has got to go nowhere but up like you know like i think because everybody wants a luke skywalker and they're hard to get anymore the original you know the original what you know whatever <laughs> you know so, so that's the idea like and you're going yeah you know what though after a while nobody wants that luke skywalker anymore and the value right, drops and that's what's going to happen sooner or later that 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 they're going to get bored and the stock's going to go back down. Like the thing is, nothing ever. The only thing that it has really showed everybody is that the economy's made up. <laughs> I mean, for the most part, we dictate what that value is. We are that there's certain people out there who just manipulate the trade and the economy for their own personal gain. Now, again, someone's going, Sean, you're kidding. I, I, I've always known this. <laughs> It's not that big of a deal that the rich tend to stay richer and the poor tend, 
keep standing, tending to stay, stay be poor. But it's one of those things where it's like, because I work in the the store that has the big headlines, I must somehow be directly involved in that. And I'm not. I'm not. If I was, like I told that if I three days later after all this shit starts off, when someone comes into my store and starts talking about it, I'm like, oh, sir, because it's always a, it's always a dude. There's always some dude who's all kind of a douchebag, kind of goes, hey, but you're a millionaire now, right? <laughs> and I'm always like, sir, if I was, do you think I'd be talking to you right now? <laughs> what do you mean? I'd be on a plane. I'd be sorry, living long life. Would I still need to be here if I was? Oh, I guess you got a point. Yes. How about shut your pie hole? And why are you here? No, I don't have PS5s. Get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love PS5s. Get the fuck out. <laughs> that has been my life the last week at work. <laughs> so, so now I'm going to go. Now, now, now sometime this week I'm going to do your job. Go, are you a millionaire yet? yet? No. <laughs> do you have any PS5s? No, get the fuck out of my story, asshole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I just every time someone says something, I just kind of you, you, I, I can, I, I just instinctively I go, don't be sassy, don't be sassy, don't be sassy. Just kind of do the, <laughs> of course not, sir. <laughs> My, like I have it. You're so original. <laughs> but that's not the most ridiculous thing I've heard this week. I just remembered. <laughs> and I hope I hope Dave Sipon doesn't mind. <laughs> okay, but you know my wife still my wife plays Animal Crossing religiously. I mean she she plays it daily for hours on end. She enjoys it, right? Sure, yeah. So there's groups out there like you can be a part of on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. And there's this one guy who has a place called Treasure Island, and basically. He puts you in a queue and he gives you the what they call the dodo code, which is the code you can link to and you can get your character to that island, you know, kind yes, of Yes, I am very well at dodo codes. Trust me, I have, my wife is always on the black market somewhere downloading dodo codes and standing in queues and yeah. So yeah. So so apparently like so this today is Sunday. So I forget it was Friday night. My wife goes uh, 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 online with with the Sipons, and they go to this Treasure Island and have a great time, right? Well, uh-huh. apparently Sipon goes on to do it. Like I think he went on first, and then uh, his wife Peggy and my wife went on on Treasure Island together. You know, as a group, whatever. And basically, all it is is that the, he he calls it Treasure Island because he has like every painting. He has he figured out how to do the cheat codes where you can get the real paintings, and he has all oh, okay. these the fish and all this kind of stuff. So if you want to build up your museum in Animal Crossing, you can go to this island. Now, he only gives you 10 minutes, and after that 10 minutes, he kicks you off that island. And there's a clock. Right. I mean, like, I'm like, I'm impressed with how this guy's doing this. I'm like, I'm like I I guess there's a lot of figuring out to do, but there's a, there's, there's a clock that ticks off for 10 minutes, and it ticks down, and you're running around like a nut job, like, you know, type of thing. I was helping Seal yesterday uh, getting getting paintings and stuff, a few paintings that she needed uh, for a museum. Um, but the thing was, right, Seal tells me that Sipon went to the island naked. 
<laughs> so that way, he had he emptied his pockets out. And he went naked because he wanted to have nothing on him. So that way, we could pick up clothes. He could wear it instead of putting it in his pocket. So that way, like he had like. I mean, okay, sure. Hypothetically, yeah. If he were to show up on, a, on an island naked and grab clothes, technically he could grab two shirts: one that he could wear, and one that he could have on, you know, in, right. his, in his pocket. Right. I get it. You know what? That's not stupid. Right. But the thing is, is that the it's next Dave day, to, it's Dave working a loophole, right? But this thing is the next day is my wife is now playing this and she's now on her phone waiting. She's getting on, trying to get on the queue again to get in to do, to, to go on to, to, to get more paintings and stuff. And he, this guy is going, I saw the most ridiculous thing. The guy can't make it to the island. And he goes, of course, he says, it makes sense. You know, like he explained it like you explained it. Like, oh, you know, if you wanted another shirt, he could put it on and then have a one in his pocket. So we'd have, he would have more options to, to load up on. Tell you what they, but it was, he's like, right. that's, in all, the, in all the years I've been doing this, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 stupid genius. Yes. <laughs> this is what I call stupid genius. It's like, you know, that is so dumb, but it's brilliant at the same time. It's like, wow, I never would have thought of that. It seems so obvious. If you go to an island where you can grab as much stuff as you possibly can, why not go naked? It gives you like at least four or five more extra little slots to put stuff into. Right, you can choose a hat, shirt, pants, I mean, socks. Sure. It's the equivalent of shoving a couple extra balloons up your ass to shove a smuggle cocaine out. You know? <laughs> so, of course Dave would figure that out. And again, innocently going, I beat the system, look at me. I, again, stupid genius. <laughs> <laughs> but it was funny because Peggy, Peggy's like told Seal, like, she's like, I'm mortified. Than he <laughs> I'm embarrassed because I know this person. <laughs> My husband went to another island naked. <laughs> I thought you were going to end up with her going, so yeah, she's going to this island naked now too. <laughs> Dave started a trend. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be something though. It's nice to go like, what's what's funny to me is now, let's say five years from now, that guy is going to be hanging out with a bunch of other people, and they're going to be talking about video games. He goes, you know what? The craziest thing happened to me. You're never going to believe this. This one time, dot, dot, dot. And it's going to be the story about how Dave was on the island naked because it was memorable to this guy. <laughs> so Dave has achieved a little bit of immortality because of it. Yes. <laughs> does a really good job of that kind of stuff. <laughs> so, But that's, that's, that was the craziest thing I've heard all week. <laughs> <laughs> all right well anyway i also what, uh, this was all supposed to lead up to ed me going i i am now side i got a side gig as a disc jockey as a disc jockey okay uh-huh. i'm laying down fat beats and on a on the daily now <laughs> get adoring fans and opening up a library of <laughs> musical talent <laughs> this is gonna be good i keep seeing that you, i keep i saw that a couple of times i think you were like i'm laying down the fat beats or something like that uh-huh, yes i posted okay <laughs> there's a game out there and it's called fuser f-u-s-e-r mm-hmm. now apparently it's on all platforms but we have it for the switch 
I highly recommend you download the demo because the demo gives you, you know, like um, it's like a, you are basically at a, at a festival and it's your job to lay down tracks for the party. Okay, but it's like a big giant festival, so it's not like you know you're not in your in your living room going wicka 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 wicka. You're actually in front of like thousands and thousands of people. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's made by Harmonix, and Harmonix are the people who made Rock Band. So it's got really it's got up to date music. It's not like you know fake ass tracks that you, you know, you're going to be doing. It's real legitimate music and songs like you know Billie Eilish, The Clash. You know, uh, we call it. Call Me Maybe's on it, so of course, you know, that's in my repertoire. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's got, and um, Salt and Pepper, it's, 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 got a, it's got a nice eclectic mix, and they even have some country songs in it. Oh, okay. um, so, Stacy downloads the demo, she tries it, and it, is, it, it looks like a lot of fun, so of course I try the demo, you get to make your own character, and it's fun. Uh, here's the problem, though. There's no disc version of this game. It's it's a digital download only. So, and it's it is a full, it's a full sixty dollars for the game. Um, you know, so you got to make sure that if you're going to do this, you got to be sixty dollars invested. Now it's no different than being a hundred dollars invested for Rock Band if you get the guitar and and the, and the game, or two hundred dollars to get the whole kit for Rock Band. Mm-hmm. Um, so sixty bucks digitally. I mean, it makes sense because Harmonix, in my head, they they did. I think they also did DJ Hero. Um, back in back with the PS3, and I don't think it really sold as well because you had that turntable, you had to kind of you know do a bunch of stuff with it. But <clears throat> so the next day, Stacey and I talked about it, and we did decide to purchase the actual full version of the game. So since then, I've been playing that. Actually, I mean, I've been playing it a lot on the on the on the Switch. The problem I'm having though is because I play. PlayStation so much, I still get confused with where the X buttons are. Like that, you know, you know, it's it's the it's the gamer struggle. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like oh well, if I have to play the Switch, I got to hit the A button. Where the fuck's the A button? Oh, it's it's where the triangle button would be. You know, it's not even where the triangle button. It's actually where the circle button was. See, even trying to describe it, I fucked up. I could have looked over the controller and been nice and easy, but I can't. Um, <laughs> so, the game itself, you have like these. Um, different multiple boards and multiple venues and you start off and like it's the morning and then you work all you work your way all the way up to you know doing it at the end of the day which now that I think about it you must be tired by the end of the day because it's it's one whole day that you start your set at like 6 a.m. and then your last set's at 11 p.m. so I'm like wow you're working all day but you're progressively getting you're supposed to be getting you're learning more new and new tricks uh, Ed I'm going to tell you it is fucking hard now <laughs> at first it's like okay here drop this record on here well you can drop that record here look how this combines together i'm like oh look at me i'm you know i'm i'm working this this is fun i like this this is great and then like by the, the third fourth venue you have to learn how to fade in stuff and you have to learn how to change tempos and you have to learn like Stacy doesn't notice yet, so I'm probably spoiling. You have to know like how to change like the A minor chord, B minor chords, and stop. I'm going, whoa! I didn't whoa, whoa, whoa! Slow down there. I just want to be able to spin some fat beats and be like, you know, I want to be a funk soul brother. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> I just, I just, <laughs> I just, I'm sitting there going, what? How? I mean, I, <laughs> Ed, I'm, I'm not proud. 
to say this, but I actually had to turn off because you have a crowd, and that crowd has to be happy, just like in Rock Band. Mm-hmm. If the crowd ain't happy, you fail the level. Mm-hmm. I had to turn that off because I was having, I was struggling spinning records. <laughs> okay, I went from oh look at me, I I realize that I don't even have the necessary skills to host a bar mitzvah. <laughs> okay, I suck. <laughs> Like if it's just getting like oh here's an album let me just drop that here oh I'm gonna I'm gonna highlight the baseline here and do that oh look here's some keyboards oh I wonder if you know Salt and Pepper would work with mashing it with the Clash oh okay you know what it kind of does look I'm gonna drop a little Jolene from Dolly Parton in there like it's like you you're doing that little eclectic stuff and the, the, sometimes the crowd likes it and sometimes they don't but I find out when they don't it's like. I am struggling. It's like now I'm learning how to load up two different albums and drop them both at the same time. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's so hard because I have a certain amount of time to do that. And it's like, okay, well, you have to. And it's not like I'm I'm dealing with when you first start, you have, I believe, like five or six songs like that are in your kit, Mm -hmm. they call it. Um, And as the more you level up, the more opportunity you have to bring in more music. Now, sometimes when you go to those venues, you'll be like, okay, well, this is going to be rock and rap. So they load up, they preload all your rock albums and all your rap albums that they suggest. And then if you have, like, let's say, five extra slots, you can then pick your own songs or buy them because obviously, just like anything else, there is a there is a real cash element to it, but there's also, when you do venues, you do earn cash that you can use to buy songs um at least songs in the uh, in the actual in the actual game itself mm-hmm. um there is like if you want um like for example um apache from sugar hill gang is available for purchase but it's an actual real two dollars to purchase and i'm like all right to drop in this game right. i mean it's a little bit more expensive than a single on itunes but okay you know if i get to drop those fat beats and bring it in with you know like you know any lizzo song sure why not you know, um, so, but I, it is super difficult. I'm struggling. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I think I'm five, by the fourth show, I, I had to turn off the, the audience participation because I got booed within like 30 seconds. Huh. Booed and kicked off. It's like, boo, whoop, and they just pull you. And I'm like, like, I almost imagine the big giant hook just coming out and just hooking me and just, yank. You know, and then it's like, you know, you have a promoter and he's like, oh, man, don't worry about it. You can always try again. And you can. And but and normally I'm I'm not the kind of person to turn off those little things. I'm, I'm usually stubborn and I'll muscle through it. But it, I gave up after an hour. And those sets are not an hour's worth of sets. It's like five, maybe ten minutes at most. But when you're getting kicked out, time has no meaning because it's like legitimate. I felt like I started it and I made a couple wrong mistakes because you have to, it is a timing issue too. You have to drop that beat either on the upbeat or on the downbeat or, you know, you have to make sure that it's it's the right musical instrument. It, it winds up being a little bit more difficult to just drop it and spin it. it there's no wiki, 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 wiki. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I could do the old, you know, but I just can't. 
I'm not on Beatbox Hero for a reason. <laughs> I, I, I just, you know, I love a good mashup just like anybody else. But when it actually comes to doing the mashups, oh, I'm more like mushed up because I, <laughs> horrible, horrible. I actually had to turn them off. And like, now the idea is that if you get, there's a rating system, like one to five stars. If you get the three stars, you unlock like a, a, a material item, like you know, like a shirt or a bandana or a helmet or some some variation. So the way you become an individual, you know. Uh-huh. I since I had the turn, I have not been able to get an article an article of clothing for like the last four sets that I played. I I'm like two and a half or maybe two and three quarters, and I'd be like, well, let me try it again because I'm so close. And then I would just bomb it again. I'm like, I I, I just I'm just gonna I'm just gonna I'm just gonna Go away. I'm just going to finish the campaign and go about my day and try to figure out how I'm going to, you know, go back. But Ed, I, I got to tell you, I, I'm going to keep an eye on this. This here, here's a little secret. It's cross-platform play, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you can there's online play. You can play battles with other people online, mm-hmm. which I'm kind of interested in doing just to see how the mechanics are in it. Um, there's also co-op, but in order for it to be in co-op, you have to have you know like. Uh, you, I would, you would need to be on your switch, and I had to be on my switch. There's no couch co-op. Mm. I, I was kind, of, I was for a couch co-op, like you know, like a little DJ battle, like you know, like Stacy would drop some fat beats, and then I would drop some fat beats, and the audience would react as you they liked more. I, that's not happening, at least not, <laughs> at least not on the couch part. Uh, I don't know if there is anything, but Ed, what I'm telling you is, I'm going to keep a real close eye out to see if that sucker ever goes on sale on the PS4. Because <laughs> I know the button combos way better <laughs> than I do on the Switch. So I just might have to scope out and practice on the PS4. And I might be able to, you know, co op, you know, with my wife. She could be on the Switch. I could be on the PlayStation. We could be that, you know, killer combo couple that comes out there and rocks the house down. With a couple wiki wikis and a couple of fat beats. <laughs> I ultimately I do recommend the game. I mean I know we're you know talking about a, a game that we're not even close to the releases of the week, but it is fun. It's kind of it is a little on the addictive side because you do get to like there's certain I'm a here's a little known fact that you know I'm a sucker for a good pop song. Like, Call me maybe we've talked about. Yeah. Another song that I really, really like is Sucker by the Jonas Brothers, believe it or not. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> so that's also on there, too. So that's kind of part of my, and then we call it the Justin Timberlake song from Trolls. That's in there. You know, Billie Eilish is bad guy. There's, a, we call it um, Lady Gaga. I'm, I realize that I lean more towards pop hits than I do dance hits. So... It's it's kind of hard when I'm like, okay, well, how am I supposed to mix? I, I, like, there's a whole section where I have to mix Latino dance songs, and I'm like, I don't know any of these songs. I don't know what goes together. And there's also a level where I actually have to, you know, do rock. I mean, country. I have to mix country songs. They only give me three country songs, Ed. <laughs> okay, I mean, they give me two right out the gate. A Shania Twain song, and I forget who the other guy, Brad pa- Brad Brad Paisley song, right? They give me two. And then I, I had to buy Jolene from, from, from Dolly Parton just so I felt like I had to do something else in there. And there is like one more country song that I could buy out of my, with my money, uh, with the money that I earned. But a, it makes four. Four whole country songs. 
The problem is, is that on that level, I need to fill out the rest of my kit, and I, what am I supposed to do? So I have to be like, okay, here's Shania Twain singing with the 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 bass the bass line with salt and peppers here, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> you know, you don't know. It's like hearing the the what do you call it? The guitars from Jolene with salt and peppers here, and we're in effect. No, it's just I'm like. No, there is, there is, we call that, that, <laughs> this is going to drive me crazy, but I'm sure you remember the little Nas X, Billy Cyrus song, Old Town Road. Have, have you heard that song? No. You've never heard that song? No. Wow. Well, yeah, well, it, it was <laughs> very popular. It, you're going to have to look it up and play it because it's a very popular, it was a very, very, very popular song. Kids love it. <laughs> Kids and, just I mean, go and, nuts for and it. And it's. It's it's it was Billy Ray Cyrus's comeback since Achy Breaky Heart. I'm gonna put it that way. I'm sorry, it's bigger than his own daughter. <laughs> like that's the best thing he's done besides Miley. Producing Miley, it is. <laughs> Thank God really you. I was hoping it. <laughs> Thank God you. <laughs> 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 that did not... really is the best of both worlds, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> Come for the nerd news, stay for the pedophilia jokes. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> Whew. I take that one home for me. That's my, that's my own personal favorite of the night. <laughs> um, so I mean, like, there's, there's these, but that's the, that's not considered a country song. It's considered a uh, pop song, believe it or not. Even though it's got rap elements to it, hmm. so it's like, all right. I mean, it's worth two hundred coins. That I, I, you know, I don't really know. I can't commit to that one because I have a lot of pop songs. I, you know, when it came to the Latin section, they gave me two Latin songs, and I can buy one more. I'm like, all right. But to see, I think that's where they get you. They, you go into the store, I think there's like a handful more. They're like, oh, for two bucks a pop, I can have, you know, like, you know, five or six one of them. I'm like, no. Or you can pay the, you know, $42 and get all the ones that are available at 25 bucks for um, all the songs that are available. For, oh, it's $42 for 25 songs. Hmm. You know, at two bucks a pop, I mean, you're saving kind of, you're, you're, you're saving some little cash there. But I don't know if I've only spent $40. I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll probably spend the forty dollars over time because I'll be like, you know what I want? I think because they're, it's just like anything else. They're going to update it, you know, and put more songs on it. Mm-hmm. The more because I mean, this the game came out last year and it looks like it's pretty popular because some of the like there's twenty twenty hits in it. There's like modern song. It's the the library is nice and the game's fun, especially if you like rhythm games and you know like it. It looks like it can be a party game, meaning that like okay, I'll go. And then after I go, Ed, you can go and see who's got the better score. And you get to pick different songs. Like, you know, like the music that Stacy might play on one track might be different than the ones I decide to pick. You know, and it, it's interesting to kind of like, you know, like mix and match. Be like, okay, well, you play that level and then I'll play that level and we'll see who's got the better score. See who's the better DJ, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you could take like, you know, it's, there's, but then they add like these special effects and I'm like, oh, see, you lost me. I just want to, I just want to drop records. That's all I want to do. And then audience asks requests, believe it or not. Like, while I'm playing, 
you know, going wooka, 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 drop, drop this beat, drop, 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 drop. All of a sudden, a little note will pop up. I would really like to see, you know, I would really like the horns from Lady Marmalade. And the reason why they're asking that is because it's in my kit and I haven't played it. Or they're like, okay, well, now I got to scroll through my music in a certain amount of time and drop that in on the upbeat or on the downbeat, depending on what what they requested. It's at its work. I mean, I've finished some, some sessions, and I'm like, who, <sighs> who, <sighs> 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 that whole that old town road kicked my ass, like, <laughs> you know, or Stacy finds it hysterical that before before I have to actually get ready, I have to kind of like stretch. <laughs> <laughs> I had to like, I had to like take a drink of my water. I get, you know, getting all myself mentally prepared, going. <sighs> okay, make sure my because you know, make sure I just work out the kinks in my arms. Like I'm actually like going to be doing this for real. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I I highly recommend it if you're a fan of those kind of games. And even if you're not, like I said, it's it's kind of a fun time killer because Stacy was at work today, and that's what I did all day long was play that game. I I finished Hitman Three. Finally, I'm very proud of that, that I finished the entire story of Hitman 3. Like, it didn't take me all week. It, you know, it took me it took me all week, but I meant, like, normally I, I usually get hung up on, like, one or two levels, and I play them over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. This time I did not. There was an actual definitive ending. I was happy. I felt like I was very proud of myself. Now I can go back and, you know, do all the wacky shit. But I was going to do that this week and well, this weekend, but then my wife decided to slap me with a cute little rhythm game <laughs> and that was taking all my attention being like well I gotta get up early I gotta drop those fat beats oh, those fat beats are heavy <laughs> so that's what I've been doing this weekend <laughs> so I have no idea what's coming out in video so why don't you tell me what's coming out in video uh, not much <laughs> this week this week's gonna be a light week for y'all um, do the right thing is getting the 4k treatment uh, so if you want to uh, get that in 4K glory, that's a thing. And the movie called Breach is coming out. This is a direct-to-video for a Bruce Willis movie. So any Bruce Willis fans there. And that is it. Like I, I was struggling to find stuff <laughs> to, to think. Now, on the video game front, there was there was a, con- a couple number of games here. Uh, Control, uh, developed by uh, Remedy Entertainment and published by 505 Games for the PS5, Xbox Series S and X for Tuesday the 2nd. Okay. I played that game. It's it's a really good game. Okay, uh, it's coming out this Tuesday for the for the next gen, uh, or the current gen, I guess you could say now. <laughs> yeah. Um, be the uh, next will be Blue Fire, developed by Robbie Studios and published by uh, Graffiti Games for the Switch and the PC, and that will come out on Thursday the fourth. Then we have Werewolf: The Apocalypse, Earth Blood, developed by Syndicate Studio and published by Nan Nancon. Uh, for the PS5, Xbox Series S and X, for the PS4, Xbox One, and PC, and that will come out on Thursday the 4th. Then we have Noah 2, or Nio, N-I-H, N-I-O-H. I think it's pronounced Neo. Neo. Neo 2, the complete edition, is developed by Team Ninja and developed by uh, published by uh, Koi, Koi Temko, uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment, for the PS5, and that will be on Friday the 6th. Then we have... Neo remastered the complete edition developed by Team Ninja and published by Koi Temko at Sony Interactive Entertainment. 
uh, for the PS5, and that'll be on Friday the 5th. And finally, the Neo Collection, developed by Team Ninja and published by Koi Temko, uh, uh, Tecmo, uh, for the Sony Interactive and Interactive uh, Entertainment for the PS5, and that'll be on Friday the 5th. So that is okay. it. Okay. Um, yeah, the Neo Neo 2, I think, or Nio. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's N-I-O-H, so mm. Nio. Let's, let's, let's go with Nio. Um, remastered version, but it's, it's a combination of the two, the two games for the PS5. I'm more interested in the Werewolf, the Apocalypse game. Mm. Um, because as a tabletop fan, you remember Va- Vampire the Masquerade? Mm-hmm. Okay, well... Werewolf the Apocalypse was their spinoff of that series. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, because in the Vampire the Masquerade tabletop game, uh, it's it's, their ver- it's basically Dungeons and Dragons with vampires and werewolves. Um, that werewolves are their mortal enemies. Um, you know, obviously, you know, take your underworld cues from there. From from I'm going to say underworld lifts quite a bit from. Vampire the Masquerade as far as myth telling and things like that. Mm. But what I like about it is the fact that the, it's the world of darkness. I think it's there. I think that the, it's under the umbrella of the world of darkness. Um, I'm glad to see that they got a, another game because one of my favorite games when I was younger was Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. Now they come, they're coming out with a second one eventually. I know it got pushed back. It was supposed to come out this year. I think it's coming out later this year. It was supposed to come out early this year. Um, but I'm glad because the I saw the trailer for the game for the werewolf the apocalypse game, and you're a werewolf like you are you know you're not hunting werewolves you are the werewolf. Hmm. Um, there is an actual moment where like you can seamlessly um, I want to say seamlessly switch because I don't know what the game mechanics are, but I I did watch you morph from your human form to your wolf form, and then fight a big giant mech. I'm <laughs> like, okay. That seems kind of cool, and then when you're a werewolf, like there's, it's got some stealth elements to it because when you're in, you're in human form, you're you're breaking into something, uh, at least from what I saw in the trailer. So mm-hmm. take that for what it's worth. I don't know, but I saw the fighting part as a werewolf versus the humans, and boy, it is bloody, and you're ripping people apart and gutting them and sinking your teeth into them. I mean, it looked brutal, you know. And then it ended up you know, the, the trailer and ends up with you fighting a giant mechanical robot you know while you're in a wolf form not giant but definitely bigger than you mm-hmm. you know but it looked it looked i'm like wow that's really really good and i'm hoping that it does well because if that does well then that you know will help maybe push forward bloodlines too like it's one of the things my, i told my sister about she's a big werewolf fan so i knew she'd be interested in that and i know her birthday's this week but i already got her something for her birthday um so i'm like I was like, "Hey, you might be interested in this." I so I'm like, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, my interest is peaked in that game only just because I kind of think it looks kind of cool. That's where I got, and yeah, I already got my reviews for my for games. Got, <laughs> <laughs> I got my game review in. Um, I do have some news. Okay, some news. All right, we didn't talk about Wandavision yet. No. Did you watch the latest episode? Oh yes, I did. Okay, what you think? Well, you know, I, I, it, 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 it was a lot of my theories can, kind of came true, so I was like kind of happy about that. Um, I like the fact that they use what I call, I'm going to say it this way, secondary characters from the Marvel Universe movies 
that you know yes. you, you you know that you got to see and they're 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 using them in the show so you kind of go and oh that's that's neat that they're trying to connect these uh you know yeah, always- it shows it shows you that you, that Marvel doesn't forget who who they have as actors like you bring back Marcy and you bring back Agent Wu it's two pretty good there's two solid characters I mean let's face it you haven't seen her since Thor 2 and you saw you got introduced to Agent Wu in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Right. And you have and you haven't seen him since. Right. And it, and it was just it was it was just funny like how they, you know, used them in in the in the show and then it's like how you saw different scenes from like cuz they were they're, they're you know catching up. I don't I, should, I don't I think oh I should stop right there. I don't know if I want to spoil this yet. <laughs> right. Um but it's just funny that like it it interacts. I'm just gonna say it this way: it interacts with the previous episodes, so you get to see how it all fits together. And you go in, right? The head scratching moments, I could say, at the end of episode one, you see that it's coming through an old TV, and someone's watching that old TV. Well, episode four takes you to that moment, but from a different perspective, so you see what exactly is going on and why it's coming through the TV and who's watching it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, my favorite, and I, it was Stacy who pointed it out to me, actually, because she was watching TikTok, but there is a callback to Ant-Man and the Wasp that if you blink, you miss it. That it was brilliant character development, but it's, it's, it's so weird. Like I said, if you blink, you miss it. Um, I don't know if you've seen it. When you first, and this is not a spoiler, by any means, it's kind of like a, oh, they're, to show you how smart the people at Marvel are. Agent Wu, in Ant-Man versus the Wasp, mm-hmm. or Ant-Man the Wasp, sorry, there's a moment where, you know, Ant-Man, um, he's under house arrest. So he's decided to learn close-up magic. And close-up magic entails card tricks. Mm-hmm. So one of the card tricks that he does is the old, you know, like disappearing card and like in the middle of your hand. How does he do that? Pulls out of his daughter's ear. And at the very end, Asia Wu leans into to him and says, I need you to show me how you do that trick. Right. Mm-hmm. And you kind of chuckle and you leave it alone. Fast forward to WandaVision. When you see Asia Wu and he's meeting up with Agent uh, Rambo. He does the card trick. He pulls out his, his card out of, mid- out of thin air. Meaning that he did learn how to do the trick in the time that was allotted. <laughs> you know, I was like, I you blink and you miss it. Yeah. Like you miss the hand thing. It, it took somebody on, on like TikTok to show that scene and compare it to the other one. I was like, wow, that, that's, that's brilliant. Um, I, I thought that was great. But more importantly, Ed, uh, this I'm, I'm, we're going to have to spoil this one. It, it takes place, obviously, after the Hulk's snap in Infinity War. Mm-hmm. So people come back in this, in in that episode. Um, but it shows you the chaos. You, you that, mean, you meant, uh, uh, you, you meant uh, Iron Man snap. No, 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 no. It was the Hulk snap. The Hulk brought everybody back. Tony got rid of Thanos and everybody. There's two snaps in that movie. I thought you, 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 nah, no. I'll, have to, I'll have to go back now and watch it because I, I Hulk was strong enough to do the first snap. He's he had the snap, brought everybody back, and you don't get to see that. You don't get to see everybody back, but you do see Hawkeye's uh, phone ring, and it's his wife because his 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 wife was part of the, 
was dusted in the snap. Okay. Uh, the blip. And then you have Iron you have Ant Man at the window of the the thing right as it gets attacked by Thanos, who comes back in time to, to you know, fuck shit up. And then it's not until the end where, you know, we're Thanos does the I am inevitable and he snaps his fingers and you know that's when Tony does the I am Iron Man snaps his fingers but it's to get rid of his snap is to get rid of Thanos and the the his horde of people mm-hmm. but Hulk brought everybody back okay okay but that being said it shows you what was going on at that moment not the fight itself but the rest of the world like how like the chaos that would ensue when you just because in Spider-Man Homecoming or Far From Home they just kind of make a joke about it they call it the blip and they move on mm. but there's that question of okay well what what were you doing like let's say you know you and I are in the middle of talking about the show and I get blipped out of existence well when I get blipped back in where do I show up you know like people look like they showed up where they were last seen mm-hmm. is the best way I could put it which poses some questions for me. Question number one. It's a five-year gap from the original Snap to when everyone comes back. Mm-hmm. Five years, right? Snap happens and you reappear where you were last received. Now, I know it's Disney, and I know that they would have a real logical answer to this. But my head is, what if you were on a flight across country and you were blipped out of existence? When you came back, were you still in midair or were you on the plane? I think you were on the like plane. If- Right, so now a part of me thinks wouldn't you be in midair because that's the last place you were at, regardless of whether the plane was there or not. For example, let's say you know you're you're dating somebody, and the last time when you got blipped out of existence, you guys are cuddling up next to bed, and or maybe in the middle of doing the act. Five years later, you show up, you're bare ass naked on top of her, and what if she or he or she has moved on and is with their lover at that moment? You know, it's like you kind of show up. You, <laughs> it makes it makes it for odd. It makes for odd, 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 odd situations. I mean, there's a lot of situations where that 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 is odd. You know, because I mean, that's I mean, you it, like like I like like I tell other people. I won't mention it was. It's just a movie. Like let it right, go. If you, if you really have to put but... this much thought into it, like what if they were <laughs> flying in a plane? You know, and it's five years that, later. That's we're nerds. That's what we do. You know that there's somebody. That I bet you right now, if I were to look up the episode four, there's probably a long. Reddit forum or some, you know, and you know, when they were flying cross country, if you came in the snap, you would obviously reappear in midair and you'd fall to your death. <laughs> but I mean, it's just well, like I agree. I agree. I think that you, the last place you were on was in a plane, and I would hope that you'd reappear in the actual plane, not. Ten thousand feet above the air. Okay, well, see that now. That brings up that brings up an interesting point because now, like now, now you now you got me thinking about it. Jesus Christ. Okay, <laughs> welcome to my head. So you see, okay, now, now like the guy comes back or girl, or whatever comes back in the plane, right? But it's in now in another flight, and there's somebody sitting in that seat. Right, you what? just pop up on their lap. I'm assuming. I'm just saying, like, like, do you? Like, or, or are you, do you get like embedded in them? Like, cause you're like, occupying right. the you, same space. You're some freakish twin. Yeah. That's, you know, <laughs> Siamese twin that's, you know, attached at the front and back. All right. <laughs> no, I think, I, I think you just pop up on their lap. Okay. Or that per, or, or, 
Or better yet, that person all of a sudden rises up and appears on your lap because technically you were the first one in that seat. Technically. I mean, from, you know. From the last point that you were on it and then, yeah, I, I guess, yeah. Right. I mean, all of a sudden, like, my, they, my they would pop up and be like, what the hell? And, of course, now they're now they're being squished because their seatbelt was on. And now there's two. Sure. <laughs> now there's two broken pelvises <laughs> right. in a play. You know, people or, are screaming or, out of their minds. Or okay, to kind of paint the picture is that these people in in Infinity Infinity in the Infinity Gauntlet. I think it's the first one. Um, you see people get they fall away and they're dusty. When you see the reverse happen, you see the dust remanifest. So maybe, just maybe, if I'm on a plane and I notice that all this dust is coming around me, I'm going to instinctively want to get up, you know, and not be like, I wonder why I'm getting covered in all this dust. And then all of a sudden, boom, I'm sitting on, you know, Betsy's lap, for example. Well, you know, like, <laughs> it makes sense, but, you know, in, in, you know, some people are like, wait, what? And they'll just sit there, like, and just, like, let it happen, you know, so. You know, mostly that most people would get up for the most part. Right, or there maybe is I was asleep at the time. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, I'm sleeping, and next thing you know, I feel a little thunk, and I'm I wake up, and the next thing you know, I'm some stranger's lap. You know, in an airplane, or some stranger's lap in my own in bed. Like I, I'm married. You're married. What if one or one maybe for better half blipped out and we you know it's five years we've found a way to overcome that and move on and we're with somebody else at that moment i trust me there's gonna be bloodshed if, if that would happen in my house you know like, <laughs> like stacy would just blip off and i'd be like you know it's been four and a half years maybe i should move on it's like my first time being intimate with another person since the the, the missing of my wife and all of a sudden she shows up in you know, in our in, in our bed, what is essentially is our bed, and I'm now in bed with another strange woman that she doesn't know. She's gonna grab the nearest pair of scissors and, and stab both of us. <laughs> I'm not even gonna have a minute to go, Oh my god, you're back because I'm gonna be like, Oh my god, I'm dead. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing, like, like most most people most people didn't even know like it was happening, like that that they kinda showed, like it was like all of a sudden like they they, they like they were gone for a split second, you know, like right, like as if, as if nothing happened. So that's like kind of saying that um, I, that Stacy blips and then comes back and has you, it's like she blinked and all of a sudden now there's a stranger in our bed and she has to realize like no no baby baby don't don't kill us it's been five years since you've been gone and it seemed like a second to you you know you blinked and you you five years has passed mm. you know you got to go and then right away I know she's not gonna believe me. Five years, my ass. Like you know, <laughs> I can just see it now. Like bullshit. Five years. Where was she under the bed the whole time? Like uh, it's, just, it's gonna be nothing but trouble. But no, really, seriously. Look at my phone. You know why? So I can see photos of that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so be God, Sean. I'm gonna kill kill you where you stand, sweetheart. You've been gone for five years. No, I haven't. Yes, you have. I, I run. I got race to the argument. I lose either way. <laughs> you know. I mean, I thought the. I thought for the people who bitched and complained about the pacing of the show, I, I felt like now. Remember how like last week, I kind of felt like, well, maybe if I had the opportunity to binge watch it, maybe I'd feel a little different about it. 
Yeah. I, I kind of feel like now the show has given me that moment of like, oh, okay, you know what? Maybe if I didn't binge, if I binged watch this, I probably would have missed out on like, I would be done. It Like it kind of, it kind of redeemed the first two, maybe three episodes a little bit. Because now you know what's going on. Right, sort and that, that's the thing, though. I mean, like, I, I said that to Seal. I said, I think that the, if you watched, if you, you binge watch this, this would have been a great show because if you saw the episodes together, it, it would make sense. You know, like, that's like, because you just like, oh, hold on, it's going to be a payoff. But like this week to week stuff is, is just too hard for this show because now you're going, uh, yeah, like now, now, now I got to wait a week now for the next episode to see what the furthering adventures are. And it's just, you know, like the first three episodes didn't really make too much sense. And that's why people didn't like it. Now people, cause I saw a meme on Facebook where it was like, like, yeah, I don't like this. I don't know if I'm going to watch it. And they watch episode four and the, the face goes, Ooh, like, yeah, like <laughs> <Right>. finally. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I was invested from day one and I am kind of grumbling about, you know, I mean, but it's a half hour. I go in late to work on Fridays so I can get up, have myself some breakfast, eat breakfast, watch the episode, go about my day. You know, so it's not, you know, I'm not really too stressed out by it. I just kind of like, I'm hoping now that now that some of the, I also like to not to kind of derail myself a little bit here. I do like the, aspect ratio that they play with you know like when you are in the actual quote unquote real world mm-hmm. in the letterbox format but then when you watch the WandaVision what's happening on what's happening to Wanda and Vision how it goes to standard format mm-hmm. I, I, I like how they, they played with that I thought that was kind of I think it's, I always think that that moves smart I know a lot of people probably don't see it or pay attention to it because it really is if you're focused on the center of the screen you probably miss those those movements of the lines you know but I think that you know it, it adds a nice little element to kind of keep you grounded so to speak of what where you're at at what given time mm-hmm. you know it's just a visual cue that I, I personally as a, as a movie TV kind of person I, I appreciate yeah but that does Roll me into one of the articles that I have. What's that? Ready, Ed? Yes. It is that we have not seen. Um, there is a scene where um, both Wanda and Vision are both in their car- comic book costumes. Obviously, it looks like Halloween. Mm, it was all on trailer, she's in, yep. Right. She's in her Scarlet, her classic Scarlet Witch costume, and Vision's in his classic Vision costume. You know, the cape, you know, the, what we see in the comic books. Apparently, Elizabeth Olsen fought for her comic accurate Scarlet Witch costume. Yeah, yeah. You see, um, Elizabeth. It says when developing Wandavision went underway. One thing was apparent: Elizabeth Olsen wasn't going to let Paul Bentley have all the fun. During the running of the Halloween episode, we've uh, seen teaser. Olsen says they plan on having Bentley's vision wear the, his campy red and green yellow costume uh, from the comics as a nice homage. As the actor puts it, she fought to get in on the fun with a similar setup for her character. Um, she said she was, she was so excited, she told Vanity Fair um, of her comic accurate throwback. Uh, we have a Halloween episode, and they were trying to figure out how big of a nod to the character we were going to do. And it did start off with the classic. It did start off with the classic Scarlet Witch costume. It was kind of like a gypsy thing that has to wear a headband, and I was like. I fought for it. I was like, no, we have to go full into it. This is like the greatest thing. If Paul's doing it, I'm doing it. 
Furthermore, the Halloween costume doesn't appear in just one scene. According to Olsen, it's more of an extended nod the Halloween episode requires due to its storytelling. Uh, she's like, I'm really in it. It's not just a flash. I'm really in the costume for quite a bit, and it was so fun. I loved it. It was the perfect way to wear that costume because you can't take that costume seriously. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was kind of interesting to know that, that she was on board because I know that she's kind of had a bit of an issue with her costume in the previous movies. Like she felt that there was too much cleavage showing, I think, mm-hmm. in one, one. So it looks like they kind of. I'm glad to kind of give her like this opportunity to kind of play with her. I think she also gets another costume because I've seen some posters with her. Like there's, it's it's a cute little thing with a bunch of different TVs, and there's like different parts of them are dressed in a certain costume, and it looks like she's got like a different costume on her on her upper body, which shows like more like a full armor, like the Hawkeye type armor than what she's had in the past. Okay, so. So I'm like I'm like okay all right I'm I'm in um, I thought that was cute. Um, <clears throat> we talked about it earlier, Ed. About to move on to. Do you have anything you like to add there, Ed? Sorry. No, no. I'm I'm excited to see it. I'm I can't wait to see that. That's gonna be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Um, I also we've talked about HBO Max and the Snyder Cut, and I they finally have a release date for it for those people who care. Um, apparently. It is going to be March 18th. March 18th, the Zack Snyder Justice League will officially arrive on HBO Max. Uh, also, I think we've talked about it in the past that it's not going to be a four-part episode TV show. It's going to be a full four-hour, full-on film. <laughs> that's that's so, going to be amazing. I, you know, I... I... I'm 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 ex- excited and scared at the same time to watch this cuz cuz I'm like what if it's a piece of shit <laughs> Well I mean that's that that is that that tends to be the big question going like Snyder had carte blanche with Man of Steel with Batman v Superman and a lot of people a lot of critics don't really like that didn't really like the movie and a lot of people are kind of still iffy about it like you know the whole Martha scene you know the Man of Steel break, you know, killing Zod, and it's all these things that so many people disagreed with and don't like, and how dark and dingy it is, and when you find out that this movie is going to be four hours of pretty much stuff we've never seen before, and according to him, he's only filmed four extra minutes of shit, which I I find that hard to believe, but whatever. Um, Why do you you find that hard to believe? Well, okay, here's, if Here's here's what I'm saying is that you're going to tell me that the movie we watched the Joss Whedon version that none of the stuff that we saw in that entire movie Zack Snyder filmed because he's saying that he's not using number one he's not using a single cut that Joss Whedon put into that in, into his version uh-huh. which which is good and bad which means is if there's a joke in there if there was something in there that you thought Joss Whedon wrote and that you thought it sucked. If it shows up in this movie, guess what? Your boy Snyder did it, not Weeded. Um, second, he said that out of he only needed he only out of all the reshoots that he had to do, it's only four minutes that he actually said that the, all the money that he got to do the movie was just to put it all together. So like these are all 
I don't know what's going to be in this movie. Like, I don't know. Well, like, I know that's the thing. I mean, like, like the 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 what what Josh what Josh Whedon did his reshoots. I mean, they I, don't, I forget how much it was. I remember, it was a ridiculous amount of money. You know, it's like you could you could have made a movie for the amount of money that that's, right. that that he that he put into it, and you're going, and that and that's what we got, and you're going, oh crap. But you figure, though, Snyder probably shot like hours and hours and hours of footage that was never used that was like on the cutting right. room floor and that was just they never used so for him it's just like yeah we got all these reels of film that you know we're we're, we're gonna we got to work with and to fix the you know whatever issue it is here's the like i just need four minutes of of film or whatever you know like what i just need a little scene to be put in and that's it like that's like, because I think it was pretty much done when uh, Snyder I mean, was, right, was, no, it was. It was pretty much done. I mean, I think he did film everything he needed, but I think it, he had it filmed. It was supposed to be like, um, I think it, it's it's essentially two movies put together. Um, there with with the promise of a third movie. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. For all I know, maybe he he filmed an ending. Like I don't know. All I know is that March eighteenth. I know. I'll, I know what I'm doing for four hours, or at <laughs> least that. At least that week, because there's no way in hell that we can't that that we can't talk about it on that following show. Like when is March eighteenth? What's the official day of it? It's probably going to be like a Saturday or a Friday. I'm going to look it up because now I'm curious. Let's see calendar. Where is it? Calendar. So March March eighteenth is a Thursday. Okay. All right. So that means you're going to see subscription spike that week. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, the 21st is would be a, traditionally a Sunday that we do a show on. Yeah. So hopefully uh, one of us, if not both of us, will have seen it to be able to talk about it. <laughs> I, well, I'm going to see it because, like I said, I... <laughs> You you got six months worth. Six months worth. So I'm, I got I I'm hooked in one way or another. You know, I, I will gladly spend the fifteen dollars for another month. I didn't hate HBO Max. I just didn't. Yeah, you know, there wasn't I, a lot there for but, me to be like. Ooh. But it's it's but that's the thing. Like that's 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 always my argument with core cutting is the fact is you you don't have to buy everything because like, that's what the one thing that everybody talks about. Like oh you know. Uh, you know, if you if you bought everything like all this, all these services, you're spending more than you would if you pay, paid for cable. And it's like, well, sure, that's true. But like, I really don't care about HBO Max. I said the only reason why is because I I wanted to, you know, uh, um, you know, see Wonder Woman and 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 now you know the Zack Snyder cut of 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 Justice League, and that's it. Like, I really don't care. And I'm like, when the six months is up, and I the only reason why I got it is because it was like twenty percent off, so it was a good deal. Right, to get it, right. you know, they offered it. I'm like, I'm just, I'm going to take it because it was, it was, it, it was, yeah, you know what? Six months gets me my March, gets, gets, gets me Wonder Woman, done. I don't have to, I don't have to, you know, think about this. And like I said, though, it's come six months, I'm like, I got to make sure that fucker's canceled because I, I am not right. reopening like, this. I, I kind of, I kind of feel like the same thing. Like, okay, well, if Godzilla versus Kong is supposed to come out in March, you got the Zack Snyder cut. There's the Suicide Squad, you know movie that's going to be hitting there. I'm like, I'm sitting there going, okay, what did they release? What did they announce that I'm really interested in? And if there's a six-month deal, maybe maybe I'll dip my toe in that water, or maybe I'll just 
you know, 15 bucks a month here, maybe 15 bucks a month there. I don't, I don't think I'll do like a solid two months back to back. You know, it depends on what's coming out. When is it coming out? Or if I can get a deal. Mm. If they're like, hey, you know what? Six months for only like forty dollars. I'm like, oh, that seems pretty good. Uh, maybe I'll try that deal. But um, I don't know. I'm just. I will. I'll let you know in March first. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because right now, it, right now they got fifteen dollars out of me for the month of March. So I can have. I can watch that movie, and show content. <laughs> there you go. Uh, speaking of show content and shows, apparently we've talked about this in the past. G4 confirms return of Attack of the Show and X-Play. Now, you and I were old school TV and we're old school fans of G4. Yes. Um, Attack of the Show, X-Play. Um, apparently, when G4 TV channel ended in 2014, it marked the end of what many gamers at the time considered to be the best channel for video game content on television. Uh, the channel was known for its comedy as well as for its gaming news coverage with popular shows like Attack of the Show and X-Play uh, finding a large audience during primetime hours. G4 revealed in 2020 that it would be returning in 2021 and its latest announcement confirms that Attack of the Show and X-Play will be part of the programming this year. Um, just to kind of give you an idea, the the channel was dead for six years until the Twitter accounts of G4, Attack of the Show, and X-Play came back to announce the return of the network in 2021. Um, and then another tweet from G4 confirmed that fans will be able to watch both those shows this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, obviously they can show you with just basically an old box TV, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the slogan says, we never stop playing. Um, let's see. Um, in August 2020, that Olivia Munn was in talks to join G4's revival, so it's possible that fans could see Munn hosting Attack of the Show again. Uh, as for summer 2021, it seems to be the time that the new G4 network will finally launch. G4 hasn't been straightforward about what exactly it will launch, when exactly it will launch, only stating that it will be 2021. Um, before the announcement, um, that before the announcement, which was three days ago, um, Sorry, I scroll there first. Um, it will finally launch. Only stated be twenty twenty one. For the announcement, latest news from the official G four quarter account was a Bernie Sanders inauguration meme that hinted at an Xbox X Play reboot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, besides the return of the Tekken show and X Play, it has also been announced that WWE superstar Austin Creed will be a G four TV host. Though which show he's hosting isn't known at this point, um, for fans of G4 TV, it is in its glory days. It seems there's finally an end in sight to wait for new G4 gaming content. So, um, I'm there. I'm kind of curious. Like, how is it going to be a streaming app? Is it going to be like on on what do you call it? Cable. Like on YouTube cable. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Like, there's so many different ways that you can stream content now. I mean, I, I hope I hope they go in the modern version and, and do it like a, 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 a like an app for uh, um, you know like a, a G four app for um, you know Roku and Fire Stick. 
uh, and, and, right. and Apple and all those because you know that's 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 like the new way you know wave of doing things. You know, of course, that's how I I get my content stuff. Like, <laughs> you know, like don't go to Comcast, you bastards. They screwed you over. Like, don't go back to them. Um, <laughs> but I, I do kind of feel like that that a a streaming app is probably their best way to be able to do it or a Patreon. I mean, as much as I have my issues with like Patreon or OnlyFans. <laughs> um, I mean, like the idea of that you pay them because you're interested in that content, that way that you're, you're getting your market, you're getting your fans. It's like, um, you know, it's like, okay, well you have my money. I'm a fan of G4. And if you're telling me that for like 10 bucks or 15 bucks a month, I get content for like attack of the show every day, X play every day, something that, I mean, let's face it. It helps our show greatly because we're nerds. So we get to talk about the, some of the stuff that we saw on the show and be able to discuss it between us and share with our audience. So it's kind of like G4 coming back in a way benefits us too. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I mean it's 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 because we're coattail riding motherfuckers. That's right. We need <laughs> we need to go somewhere. Um, but they, they do have a G4 TV app, an app, uh, a YouTube channel. Sorry. And right. Adam Cecil has been posting stuff. So it's not like it's, you know, because it's like it, there was, the, I think I've mentioned, yeah, I did. I talked about it was there was the very special G4 reunion special uh, that they had. Um, uh, Which I never got the chance to watch. Two months ago. Yeah, I think it was around Thanksgiving that it that it, that it came out, um, you know, and then um, they they were putting stuff in there. um uh uh, the, the you know different commercials or whatever, and then the the WWE superstar Xavier Woods, uh, they they talked about him a little bit, and there's like a two minute video for that. So there's there's definitely uh, um, uh, there's also the 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 the, the, the Gravathon, uh, which was uh, apparently all these YouTube uh content uh creators that were video gamers and how they you know they the G four was their inspiration of creating their channels. They, they did like a three-hour um, uh, marathon uh, for it. So it was, there's different things. But like Cesar, he talks about Cyber, 20, Cyber 20, 2077 glitches and bugs and dildos. Oh, my, with Adam Cesar. <laughs> so, so there's definitely stuff. You know, there's new games for 2021. He's a conversation with somebody, uh, uh, with Adam, you know, uh, uh, and the completionist. Apparently, as a group, I'm just looking at the channels as we're talking here. Then there's a, like a joke a thing video which I actually watched. It's a three minute. It's like the G4 launch announcement. It's about this guy who who's trying to put the channel together, and he does this. It's a it's a it's funny. It's it's a three minute video to watch on, on YouTube to catch it. But it's just like you know if they're asking you to subscribe and 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 you know and and you know and, and promote the channel because you know they're the you know so you'll, you'll probably get some more information through youtube or you know whatever or twitter you know look for the, those accounts and all and keep your keep your eyes peeled. i'm excited i can't wait to get for this to come back i hope it comes back as an app uh, you know if it comes back as a channel i hope i can get it on my service that i you know that that somewhere where you know i, I can get it you know kind of thing. well here's the big question and, and this is this is like you speak because we we're speaking about like paying for for subscriptions at all would you pay for it? Like, if it was like a five dollar a month subscription, would you pay it? I, I, that's a tricky question because I always feel like when it comes to pay for play services like that, it really does come down to content. Um, 
I mean, let's say, look at, and, and also, too, look at the DC app. The DC app no longer is around, and they had their original content, Titans and, and you know, um, uh, shit, what else? Titans, Swamp Thing. They had all these shows Doom Patrol. and all that stuff, and then, right, Doom Patrol, and then it went nowhere, the app, so that's why, you know, Warner Brothers put it on their Warner Brothers app. The, that's how HBO Max got created, I feel like, with the purchase of with AT&T buying them out or just it went through a lot of hoops but I or like look at the CBS All Access CBS All Access beginning of the show is now changing to Paramount mm -hmm. so I I don't know if that has more to do with some subscribers or just big corporations buying out other big corporations but for me it's it's something that I've always liked to watch if it's always been um, so I would say yeah I mean I probably would if it's if it's affordable like I, I'm a fan of Disney Plus. We we buy for Disney Plus. I Netflix. I have Hulu. You know, so if it's one more bill that I have to pay for for streaming content, yeah, as long as it's affordable. Like if they're like, oh well, it's you know, thirty dollars for a month. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. But if it's reasonable, <laughs> if there is like you know, let's say like a a, a six dollar plan and a fifteen dollar plan. Well, I might give him my six bucks. I don't mind commercials. I'm 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 used to commercials. I grew up with commercials, so I'm not one of those people that needs the instant gratification of no commercials. So, if they're like, yeah, for eight bucks a month, you can have G4 TV, you know, with commercials, but with all new content, the same content as you normally would get, um, then yeah. And if they say, well, yeah, well, for an extra like thirteen dollars, then here's for thirteen bucks a month. Not only do you get Attack of the Show and X Play, but you get remember for shits and giggles they'll put cheaters on. Remember cheaters? Yeah, I remember cheaters. <laughs> right. I remember the you list. Know? There was the, the the top ten list. They used to. I used to like those shows. Like that was the thing. Like I would come home at night and turn G Four on, and it would run for hours. Like you know, it's like 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 I I would not really watch anything else. Like like oh, it's like everybody's like oh, did you watch this shit? No, I was watching G Four. I was watching. I was watching Attack yeah. of the Show. I was watching cheaters i was watching you know the, yeah, the other the shows that they came, the, the moment i came home i put the tv on i'd watch g4 i'd catch up on attack of the show you know um dvd you know tv tuesday gadget prawn you know all those things like and and just be swept up into those things and i feel like now more than ever it, the time's right for that show because of how we call it the internet is even bigger than it was back then you know but they used to show those those the top five top 10 videos of the week imagine that now like with tiktok and you know top 10 tiktoks of the week you know or top 10 tiktok trends look at look at me with all that alliteration you know <laughs> but if they say you know like for an extra like 15 bucks you know for when comic-con comes out both uh you know when maybe they get to do some you know cons more but i remember those times like hey all weekend long it makes video game awards like seem to be more interesting. It you know any kind of big video game announcement, E three. But I said E three was huge, like just to watch it right. there because you and you it, they repeat it and you would watch it and you're like it's like hey I missed something but all right here's Sony's you know uh, conference or here's here's you know Xbox or uh, 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 Microsoft's conference and here's Nintendo's and and you'd watch these things and you'd watch the games and you know and that's the thing like like you got more excited for games when you saw the stuff 
because you right. you got to see the cre- the 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 uh, programmers and developers and all them talk about the game, and they they might give you footage of it, and you're going, okay, you know that's that looks great. I'm gonna I'm gonna play it, you know, like I think. Or I, I always laugh because it's like sometimes you watch those things and you're going, yeah, when are we getting our hands on? It's like oh. Uh, holiday, you know, whatever, you know, it's like, and, 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 and then it comes out and you're like, yeah, it was a big disappointment. It wasn't right. <laughs> anything like they showed us in the, in the, at the, at the uh, convention. So it was like that, but even like Comic-Con, like just to see that stuff and like, the, like, cause they would have movies and TV shows. And so you would know you, you, you it was like the being on the, being on the pulse of, uh, of, of, uh, uh, uh of entertainment and, and, uh, pop culture. And you just, you enjoyed, you know, it was like that, just that alone was worth it, you know, kind of thing. But they, they would give you news articles that like pertain to us. And it was just like, Oh, this is, this is great. You know, to get this kind of, uh, you know, 24 seven stuff, you know, kind of thing. I just, I just feel that some of the things that they did were wrong. That's what, you know, hurt the, the channel in the first place. So you kind of hope right. like they, this time around, they're going to get it right, you know, not show, college campus cops you know for you know eight hours you know a marathon you know from like 10 to you know four o'clock in the morning and you're like gee thanks you know like that's that's you know or 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 the weekend marathon because i remember that was like the thing like some of the some of the shows that they they would buy like there was i remember there was a show i can't remember the name of it but it was a british show and it was like they would they would have like oddities it was kind of like it was kind of like um uh, what MythBusters was, but the British version of it, and they okay. would they would do these scientific uh, things, and it wasn't like it wasn't like MythBusters where they would have like the one myth that they were kind of constantly trying to prove out through the show, and then they they have the the three doing their myth, and there's just like these two myths going on, and they're you're you're you know doing their theories and and building their devices and stuff, and going through that like you know kind of thing. They would they would do like a five minute thing on about like. If you drove, if you only had a quarter tank of gas or like a little bit of gas, is it better to drive fast or to drive slow? And they did like this test. They would, they would have the same amount of gas in the tank, and they would, you know, drive at a certain speed around this track. And how many, how many revolutions there were, you know, how many uh, laps they did versus if they drove slow with the with the with that same amount of gas, you know, how many if they got more laps or not? Like, to, so it was those like the, right. those kind of little studies that they would they would do. It was you know it was just interesting that way. So it was like at least they had something like like that, and then of course they had Ninja Warrior that was you know became the the new staple. Right. right. If it wasn't for Ninja Warrior, there'd be no American Ninja Warrior. Right. You know that's that always kind of cheesed me off that like that show got more popular. I'm like, what about Ninja? Or what do you call it? whenever did the the Asian game shows themselves. There was one that I loved where it was like they went through these like these trials or these these mazes. It was always great. I couldn't understand a word, but the the announcer got real into it, like screaming, and he was so excited. I gotta see if I can find clips because I, I kind of well, I always remember, I always remember there was like there was like a bike one where you you, you rode a bike at the, on these on these obstacle courses and it was like some of them are popular like you you're basically like hopping on your rear tire like going from like one spot to another you know kind of thing and then you would go up and I'm like I'm like oh my god like like all I kept thinking was like they're gonna break a bone. <laughs> Right. They fall off this because sometimes they're like way high up in this this narrow 
wood ramp that's like as big as their tire and they would have to ride that ramp across this and it's like a high up thing that every you're looking up at the camera angle then he would go down on, on another ramp and then and then he would hop on his rear tire on these like uh po- like these posts that he would have to hop around on and it was like water underneath and that was like the the, the thing and then i remember it was like dominoes and they would have to run up these dominoes and would get taller and taller and they were like they would start off like I think like six feet tall, and they would like start running them up, and like you know kind of thing, and they were made out of like foam or something like that, because it looked like it was like they fall, like they would you know hop on each one and with their feet and run as fast as they can up, and of course they. <laughs> right. uh, while you're talking, I actually found it was unbeatable Benzuki. That's it. That's <laughs> the name of the show. That's... I went. I was like, I typed up. It. G4 Asian game show and someone said it was called the most extreme elimination challenge but that wasn't it it was unbeatable Benzuki that's 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 the show that was the show and that's and that's the reason why you want like that's the reason why you watch it on the weekends was that you know it was like Uh like and it was just like you you you, because it was so ridiculous and you're going wow like and it's like it is it's it's like that's what they watch on i'm like i've been in japan that's what they watch like that's their (laughs) show so you're like wow like it's just so bizarre but like that, but that that was what made G four like so special because it's like yeah, it's like it's hard to fill like twenty four hours and you know seven days a week sure. of content, you know, kind of thing. And I know they did the infomercial, I think, in the middle of the night, you know, to pay bills, you know, in a way. But then it's like I said, they after a while they got they got ridiculous. It was cops and then campus cops, and you're like, right, like really, like yeah, like. Like why? Like does people really watch this? And it's just like you know. And I think that's what really hurt their shit. Your their channel is like because after a while you'd stop watching on the weekends, and then like or stop watching it like during the day. And you know you'd you'd watch it for like Attack of the Show and, and X Play, and then that's it. Like you'd watch an hour and a half of television on their channel, and you'd get off. And then eventually it'd be like people like yeah, I don't even care about that hour and a half anymore. You know, like uh, you know they won't watch it every day or whatever. But a lot of people, as I said, they they watching the the documentary on it. You know. Like I said, they, 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 you know, talk about it and like, like, uh, Adam's, uh, Kevin Pereira, I'm sorry, was, was doing a show. I forget the name of the show. I actually had the channel. I was watching it. It was basically him t- talking to all the old cast members one by one and kind of like r- kind of giving you this, the backstory of it. I just wish I could find the channel it was, but it was, it was interesting because he would, he would sit down with, you know, with Morgan Webb and with Adam Sessler and, and uh, um, uh, other other car- other cast members, I just can't think of the other ones off the top of my head right now. But they, they and they and they would give their take of what happened, you know, like you know, like when 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 Adam Sessler got fired, like like what happened, you know, like kind of thing. And like they they show the moment of like you see him like looking like at off camera, and that was the last you saw of him, like like yeah, like they, they, they and they pretty much fired him, I think, during the show or or. or, or I think after the show ended and that was it. Like they, you know, they wanted to see him and then they, they, they let him go. Now the reason why is still kind of up in the air or why, but it was, it was, it was one of those, you know, moments you're going, you know, that, that makes sense. Like, you know, cause like, I remember that I actually saw that episode and then the next thing you know, it's, it's, he's gone and you're going, I like Sessler. He was a good, he was a good, right. you know, hyper little nerd. <laughs> 
but you know, he would get excited and, be like, bah, 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 and he would go crazy and you'd be like, yeah, this is the re- that's probably the reason why he watches because of him, you know, or, or you know, not, maybe it was the other cast, but you know, you, you watch it and you just, you, you get those moments. You're like, yeah, this, this is it. This is that moment. Here we go. <laughs> and it was, it, and it was like, it was like, ah, that was, that was worth it. <laughs> But you know that's that's saying I, I can't wait for it to come on. I like I said I'll probably pay. I like granted you're right. It can't be a ridiculous amount if if it is a um a, a paid service. You know like I'll I'll go five bucks because I, I really won't go any higher than that because it, it, you 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 can't you have you would have to give me a lot of content for for uh, for more than for for like five ten fifteen dollars. You you're gonna have to give me something like massive uh to do it and all i think right. it'd be better if they if they teamed up with a with another like channel like you know like a like the con tv or something like that you know like you know we're, we're, or it is a service but at least you know there's other things that you can uh get like with the movies and stuff like that and shows you know for the for the nerds and all but that's just my right. you know thought so all right hey, well, it, um i do have one more article okay it's an article that you gave me, that you sent me, and it was like, and it was ha- titled "Maybe a Reason to Keep HBO Max" and a nerd news article question mark. <laughs> Do you remember this? <laughs> no, okay, I don't. It was, it must have been on Monday was, or something like that. I guess right. Um, January twenty fifth. So it would have been. Yes, you're right. It would have been Monday. Okay. Harry Potter TV series in early development at HBO Max. Right, that was at two twenty-five p.m. Yes, at ten twenty-eight p.m., Warner Brothers denies Harry Potter TV series is actually happening. (laughs) 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 All right, I mean, in the beginning, I'm going to read the. uh, It's uh, I'll read the Variety one because I trust Variety more. the rumors of the show was set within the Wizarding World has persisted for some time. Uh, now, it's, it's here's the actual article. Now it seems the plans are moving ahead, though no writers or talent are currently attached to the project. Sources say conversations have taken place with multiple writers on the potential series. There is no word yet on what, what the show will focus on. What part of the Harry Potter timeline would focus or it sh- on it should be? Um, but Warner Brothers said there is no Harry Potter series in development at the studio or on the streaming platform. Warner Brothers and HBO Max said in a statement to Variety through multiple, though multiple sources have confirmed that project is in the very early stages. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I apparently this is one of those stories like, so we hear that there's going to be a Harry Potter story, like a Harry Potter show. There's going to be a Harry Potter show, and then all of a sudden it, it's like, whispered down the lane it could have been something like oh this character reads a harry potter book and next thing you know a harry potter show and warner brothers and hbo are like whoa 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 who said that because <laughs> <laughs> we know nothing i mean it's it's um probably for them it's like a dicey subject it's like you know maybe um it, this is hollywood we're talking about so maybe that there's the um crossing of t's dotting of i's there's some con- there's always some controversy now dealing with Harry Potter because of J.K. Rowling and her beliefs and how it affects people who of who don't see the world the way she does. Um, it's controversy. 
Right. Controversy. Not to mention you have, you know, like, you know, the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp stuff dealing with, you know, a the Fantastic Beast. It just seems to be like maybe right now is not a good idea to have any Harry Potter, new Harry Potter shit. Because it's going to come with like a little asterisk of turmoil, probably, at this point. But it's still someone someone in an office is like, yeah, we still want to do it though, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, yeah, sure. We just have to tell them no. You know? <laughs> I, I mean, Stacey and I, we were talking about it. Like, what would, what ideally would be a good TV show? You know, and it kind of came down to like, have nothing to do with Harry Potter at all, but more go like in, in the past. Like, with the Stacey feels like the story of how the four houses came to be would be a better story choice than anything Harry Potter, quote-unquote, Harry Potter-related because it's different. It's kind of like, you know, it's the same world but told in a different timeline. It would be, I would say, it would be the um, Knights of the Old Republic Star Wars fans as that story would be the Harry Potter fans. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like happens thousands and thousands of years before Harry Potter and Voldemort were even born, even an idea, this is what's happened. You know, it kind of, it, you know, maybe... You know, but you gotta make it interesting, you know, and I'm sure that could be with the right writers. But I can completely understand why why Warner Brothers is like, Oh, we got no plans. Nothing. Nope. Oof. Nope. See, that's the thing. I I, I think I I I, th- I think it's 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 one of those type of things where they're going they're they're they, they see the success that Disney does. Because I mean Disney is going it was way beyond what they anticipated, which I, I, I think I think Dan, Disney just underplayed it a little bit in terms of the, the whole financial thing. Just going, yeah, it's like we'll we'll be lucky if we get like you know twenty five subscribers by year five or whatever, and they do it within the first right. weekend. Or, they, you know, like if, you, if want, you want to lowball yourself so that way, in case if you make that number, you go, yeah, we know that's exactly what we projected. But, you know, when it goes over and above that, you can go, yeah, we're just as surprised as everybody else, but we love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's and that's the idea, you know. So I, 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 I think that, like, they, you know, Warner Brothers sees that and go, God damn it, they do it again. You know, like, 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 like we can't do anything and they do it all right. How are they doing this all right? Blah, blah, blah. Well, they got that, they got that Mandalorian show. You know, they took, they took obscure characters that you know it doesn't have to do anything with skywalker and there was no jedi in this you know really you know other than you know what's what season two had and 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 did this you know type of thing and they go well what do we got like 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 what what can we do and it's just like somebody goes well what's like what's our best franchise like what could i mean star wars is obviously the best franchise like what we got harry potter what can we do with Harry Potter? Like, can we make a series? Let's put it on HBO Max. And then, like, like it's that one thing, like, where, like meetings are going around, where they're they're swirling and swirling, and then like people are just some of your leaks it going. Hey, they're going to do a Harry Potter show for for HBO Max, and then they're like, whoa, 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 we have no idea what the fuck we're doing, and we're not gonna <laughs> we're not gonna say, you know, like we have an idea. We're like, we're denying it. No, no, it's not not happening. And they're like. They're like fuck. Like now we got to do this. You know, like we're we're stuck. We we have to come up with something. Cause like right now, good. That was Because that's that that's that's I think that's how how I that's how I saw it when I saw that article. I'm thinking they they got to be going. We 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 got to fifteen. This fifteen dollars a month is too fucking expensive, and we can't back out of it because we're we we can't we can't go any lower because we're HP we're HP fucking O and we. 
Right. <laughs> we, we we can't be we can't be going. All right, we're going to cut it half price and make it seven fifty or whatever, and and do what Dizzy does because we, we we you know we're too fucking greedy. So we're gonna we're gonna you know let's give them something else. You know, so let's let's do the Harry Potter thing. That's 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 what we're getting at. <laughs> right. Well, since we we're talking about like you know like HBO looking at Disney um, with properties and stuff. I scrolling, I came across an interesting article that just popped up, which I, I hear you got to hear this one. Marvel fans want a Jimmy Woo and Darcy uh, get an X Files style MCU series on Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> like right now, you see HBO going, "Son of a bitch! How do they do that? Why?" <laughs> It's just two offshoot characters. They're they're together for one episode, not even thirty minutes, and now people want to spin off of those two. Come on, <laughs> who we got? <laughs> I need answers, people. <laughs> Apparently, um, someone um, it was like a, a Stephen Ford. I don't know who Stephen Ford is, but it's, it's a tweet. Um, he's like, "Hear me out." An entire Disney Plus show about Jimmy Woo. Uh, just working weird cases in the MCU, like a fun X Files. Make it happen. Huh. <laughs> and then he ran someone Warren Hugh Leonard. He's like, I will write this for free. <laughs> <laughs> and then someone said, Might I introduce you to the agents of Atlas, the team Jimmy leads in six one six? So apparently, there's a there's let's see, there is. Uh, Someone can we get to fast track? Apparently, the issue with using Agents of Atlas is as inspiration is the series that would feel more like X Men than less than X Files. Other fans would rather see the Jimmy Woo series to, as more of a mystery series with two agents investigating strange cases, such as one fan who tweets, "Agent Woo with Doctor Lewis as his partner." <laughs> Sign me the fuck up. <laughs> 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 Someone has 
Why didn't someone tell me that the actor who plays Jim in The Office is in WandaVision? They have a picture of, of the actor. Yeah. <laughs> because in The Office, it's there's the two characters. Uh, John Krasinski's character, Jim, is always playing practical jokes on um, Dwight. Right. You know, and he has <laughs> his best practical joke is he has a guy come in played by um, Park, I think his name is. He plays Jim. He, he acts, he says he's Jim, and he comes in the office, and Dwight's like, you're not Jim, Jim's this. And they have it said so that Jimmy, that, that the actor who plays, who's playing Jim in the show, is basically like, no, we we know him, he's an actor, he, we, he, we've set this up for months. Yeah. And, they have like photographs of him with, with Pam and the family picture because he's like, explain this. And then you see it. And it's him. And you're like, wow. it's a great joke and it's a great practical joke, but it's like only office fans get that joke whenever someone says, oh, look, it's Jim from the office. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Anyway, that's all I got, Ed. All right. That is it. I am spent for news. You know, I'm itching to maybe drop some fat beats, but it's getting kind of time. I'm going to see if it's still snowing outside. I think apparently I saw it's been snowing for hours. We only have five inches, so huh, that's kind of disappointing, but also kind of not disappointing at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, hope it doesn't, like, all decide, like, while we're all asleep, the snow monster comes and goes, sprinkle, 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 and then everyone wakes up with snow drifts blocking their houses. <laughs> <laughs> Well, tomorrow will be fun. But that's all I got, Ed. So if thanks for listening, everybody. If you haven't already, go to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter, at Geeksters. Of course, as always, if you want to contact Ed on anything you might have seen or heard on the show or would like us to, you can always send us an article. We'll talk about it, most likely, if it seems interesting enough. You can send that article to Ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. It's S-H-A-W-N. Excelsior. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, yeah, though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. 